Welcome to episode. Well, I don't know. If, I don't want to put episodes in. No, I don't Star think Wars, I want to do that. I like if that was true, like we would just be getting to like the good Star Wars. <laughs> we, I guess it's we would have gotten past. The, oh, the, I was going to say, what are you talking about? Okay, you're actually going in the real order. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right, right. Four. We would just be getting to a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Cinemasters Podcast. I wait a minute. Did I even say the name of the podcast right? I might be a little rusty. We haven't recorded in like it's a month. It's been a minute. It's been a, it's minute been a few minutes. Uh, you know, and we're sorry if, you know, you guys have been waiting, you know. Chomping with, at the bit. Just chomping yeah. at the bit to get to that latest episode. I'm ready. Well, we did like a three hour episode. We did. We so you guys are probably content. just finishing that episode yeah. right about right. now. <laughs> now. Right now, but this is in fact our fourth episode, uh, Cinemasters of the Universe. Of the universe. <laughs> that's all the planets, all of the stars. That's the universe. That's you the see. entire universe. That's not the universe. Nope. That's the universe. Nothing to do with AT and T. Nothing to do with nope. unicorns or anything magical, but the actual universe. I do have some side business with a unicorn, so. But I. <laughs> You know, that's, I'm just, we don't I, talk about those dealings. I just want to be up front. Yeah. I just want to be up front that I'm dealing with a unicorn on the side. A unicorn's head may enter the frame and you may feed it. What do you feed a unicorn? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what they pooped out. They eat it too. No, okay. It's a cyclical process. It's it's a cyclical process. It's, it's very <laughs> It sounds com- so smart. It's very complex. Yeah. I mean, I'll you say. really gotta know what you're doing when you're cyclical. working with a unicorn. So I rode a bicycle. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> the closest I got was try tricycle. What I'm trying to say is, welcome back to the Cinemasters podcast. We're the Cinemasters of the universe. We I'm are. get it right. Yes. I'm just shaking that rust off. We got a great show for you guys. Trust me. Once we get past the introduction, we do have a good show. It's going to be lots of fun. We got a new segment. Halsey is here, so stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, shame everybody. I'm your host, Ryan Avis, and sitting with me on the couch over here to my right is my co-host, Adam Peterson. We're kind of like the Rick and Morty of podcasts. Yeah. I've, I've come to to think of ourselves as, because it's quality. It's, it's grade A quality beef of a podcast. Absolutely. As you're finding out right now, mm. four minutes in, we're just now getting past the introductions. The song may have just played. Yeah. I don't know. Smell the sizzle of this podcast. <laughs> Breathe it in. Hey, but I want to. I would like to address the fact that we do have a few fans listening yes. now, which is exciting. Uh, it's not just Mitch not out just on the Mitch highway, cruising around aimlessly. Yeah, been on the road for weeks. I was um, I was working at the uh, gynecologist's office. Yes, where we work. Right, and uh, I got a buzz, and somebody whom we work with. Yes. Uh, she Tito. T- Tito. He. I thought it was a she. It's a she. Tito. Named Tito. 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 <laughs> Tito messaged me and said, hey, watching the show, loving it, having a great time. So if if you are listening or watching, 
Because as you know, if you're watching, we are on YouTube. Yes. And if you're not watching but listening, you may want to check us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's up to you, okay? We know the episodes go a bit longish. You should do it, though. You should. You should do both. Watch us and just take us in yeah. in that sweet 4K video. Mm. Just taste it. Just smell it. All the textures. Actually, maybe I should bump it back to like 480p because, yeah. you know, I don't know if we need 4K necessarily. I'm not much to look at. <laughs> I'll apologize right now. I'm not. In fact, just listen to us and imagine us however you like. Yeah. Because whatever you imagine is going to be probably more satisfying. Way than, better. Yeah. Way better than what you're actually doing there. I promise you. Even if you're just picturing a talking ball sack. Yeah. Most likely better than the Way real deal. Better. Here we are. Uh, we're going to have a new segment, like I said before. Something we just kind of came up with. It's like we... You know, you came up with tons of segments, and we're just, the show is liquid. We're feeling it out. Yeah, you know, we're just kind of like seeing where it takes us. It's like, it would be fun to be able to, you know, uh, go back and have an excuse to watch old movies. Not that we need much of an excuse. No. But why not do it for the podcast, you know? So we got a new segment that we're going to debut called, What? You haven't seen that? Yeah. You know what you can do right there? Yeah. Get that, uh, get that little John fellow. Oh. He's known for saying, <laughs> what? I can't do it. Well, I should. That's a good idea. I'm just, I'm just spitball. Hey, man, you trying to take my job as no. editor of this thing? You're, you trying to rip it away from me? I couldn't do that if <laughs> a billion years worth of classes specifically <laughs> about that. Uh-huh. I wouldn't even, I still wouldn't be able to spell my name right. I will steal that. What? Okay, but yeah, so that's, you know, like, what? You haven't seen that? Exactly. And it just gives us an excuse to go back and watch the movies that we heard were classic movies. And, you know, they don't have to be classic movies necessarily, but I feel like it fits the bill for the most part. Yeah. And I don't think we would purposely go back and watch terrible movies, movies that we heard were bad. But, yeah, classic movies that we've never seen. And uh, I feel like I might feel a bit embarrassed that I, I have to, to cop. I struggle with that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be a bit embarrassed, a little bit of ashamed that I haven't seen some of these movies. And, you know, some of these movies go back a ways, but it doesn't have to. It could be a movie that came out as, you know, like five years ago that everybody loves. I think, I think the thing is we watch so many movies that if somebody's like, hey, have you seen whatever? Mm. And we're like, oh, I haven't seen that. Like, you haven't seen that? I'm like, yeah. Okay, I, I watched 4,000 movies last year. How many movies? I watched six. Yeah, you know what? I was busy. I'm sorry. I do that. I struggle with it. I do that a lot to friends of mine who, but you know, they, they just ask for it. They're like, I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. It's like, well. What? You haven't seen Star Wars? You just get the hell out of here. Yeah. Who are that? Why the hell am I even wasting my time with you anymore? But if, a bit of a lesser of, of an offense, like I was reading on Twitter, somebody's like, I never saw Goonies, you know, hashtag so shoot me. It happens. Yeah. I was like, all it right, happens. all right. Goonies came out in the mid 80s. From the looks of this person, they were millennialish, and I, that's no excuse. You should still be seeing the Goonies. Your parents are doing a terrible job yeah. raising you. They're not Your bringing you up right. Suck. But so I've picked out a classic movie, and Adam has picked out a classic movie. So we're gonna reveal to one another like what what it is. I don't know if you've seen the movie that I've seen. You don't know if I've seen the movie that you've seen. We could be lying about that. We could have discussed all of this beforehand. You don't know. No. We're acting right now. We're fantastic. We're doing a little little bit of role play. You don't even know. You wouldn't know. You would never I know. dare you to know. 
So we're gonna I debut that. You to know. Then the meat, the real meat mm-hmm. of the show is gonna be the five movies that Adam and I are individually. So potentially ten. Ten. Ten potential movies that we're looking forward to seeing through the months of March to May. So you could get all March. You could get March and April. You you could even get crazy and go March and May and just skip April. Like, screw April, nothing good's coming out. Forget you, April. But there is a bit of a caveat, Adam. What is, tell tell our listeners and our our viewers, what is, tell Mitch what our caveat is. Mitch. We're, we're, we're going to, is, is, we're going to, we're going to watch them. Or is that, is that what I'm telling? Yeah, we're going to watch them. We're going to watch. We're We're going to watch the trailers (laughs) for these while we're doing this. No, that's the sweet. That's the sweetness of the of the deal. No, the caveat is we're not going to mention superhero movies. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's okay. We we should have had a meeting beforehand. I'll cut that out just to not make you look bad. You can no, you can make me look bad. bad. (laughs) Can I get a donkey sound? I I love looking bad. (laughs) I have made a profession out of looking bad. I'm so good at looking bad. I look good. I look so bad. You're like, that guy looks really bad. Like, no, so for the for the months like, that we're discussing, March through May, there's going to be a handful of um, small movies. That independent films. A few people, yeah, a few independent movies that a few small majority of you guys might actually go out and see. Uh, we're, we're just going to say right up front, of course we're going to see uh, Captain Marvel. Of course we're going to see, you know, the Endgame, Avengers Endgame. And of course we're going to see Shazam. We're, we're geeks, we're nerds, we eat that stuff up, you it's know. what we do. Yeah, so we're not going to waste your time just talking like, oh my gosh, is, have, you seen, have you seen the trailer for that in-game, you know? We're not going to tantalize you no. with such fare. No, no, no. It's not we're, what we do. We're going to dig a little bit deeper and, and pick potentially 10. We could overlap on all five, I don't yeah. know. I don't think so, but we could. It's possible. But these are going to be potentially up to 10 movies that Adam and I are both looking forward to that are releasing between the months of March and May. So that'll be the meat of the show. And then we will watch the trailer. We'll kind of do a trailer react. I don't know if you've seen the trailers of the movies that I've picked, vice versa with you and I, uh, or you, me, me, you, me, me. I don't know. But us. This is us. And I don't know. We may get a copyright strike for this. I think if we just talk over obnoxiously the trailer, yeah. we might not get a copyright strike. So we'll see how that works. I've been known to talk really loud sometimes. Just oh, yeah. Like, oh, that looks awesome. I can't wait to see that. We're going to be those guys, yep. but in a podcast form. We're in a podcast. And, you know, you if you're annoyed by that, you could go out and check the trailers on your own. They're easy to find with the Google. Yeah, you can go somewhere else. Yeah, you can. Because no, we, no, no. we don't want you and your kind if you're going to get upset with us Adam, for Adam, what, what we're doing. We've only got like five viewers. Never mind. Please stay. <laughs> Please. I'll but that, that viewership is growing. Yeah. It, it like doubled from the last episode. Really? Right. Yeah. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the episode with, I feel like it's kind of a popular segment. I've, I've had some people comment, just friends of mine. I'm like, oh, that's a cool segment. I like that idea. So we're going to bring back Rad Dads. If I had friends, I'm sure they would have commented on it too. <laughs> you got family members that yes, in, right? I do have a family. You do have a family. You were not created in a lab that we know of. Uh, but yeah, we're going to end it with Rad Dads, where yes. if you're not aware or if you're uninitiated with what that is, Adam will pick a movie that's a classic again, a classic movie that he's going to show and watch with his kids that they've never seen before. And he's going to talk about, you know, basically how it went over. 
And, you know, like, are they going to love the movie? Are they going to hate it? Are we rad dads or bad dads? Are we going to subject them to something that's rated R, where it's inappropriate that they Wildly see? inappropriate. You don't know. Faces of death. <laughs> Spoiler <Hell> alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's what I'm going with. I'm going to show my kids some, like, splatter, like, 80s Italian just horror film. medical videos. I'm not even picking a movie. Just a series of medical videos that you'd be like, ah, can we oh, stop this? Jesus no, Christ. we're only three hours in. Just a bad dad. Yeah. And then that, that'll be our wonderful fourth episode. And I yep. think you guys will enjoy it. We will have enjoyed talking about it because that's what we do anyway when we're working that's at the gynecologist yes. where you clean, you re, you kind of clean the gloves, right? Yep. You're that guy. Yep. I scrub all the, the latex gloves we use. And we reuse them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's sanitary or not, but we're... I'm pretty sure it's not because I'm not pretty even soap. <laughs> I just have a sink with hot water. No, I'm just Well, at least it's hot. At least it's hot. Uh, might be over-exaggerated. Yeah. yeah. It's lukewarm. It's tepid. <laughs> you just have a bucket it that you hot. fill at the beginning of the day, yeah. and it's steamy hot at the beginning of the day. But by the end of the day, not anywhere near as hot. Not anywhere near as hot. Nope. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with what? You haven't seen that. Adam, would you like to go first? Yeah! I can do that. All right, you go first. So All right. Tell me what movie that you watched for the first time. <clears throat> so the movie that I watched for the very first time ever is a movie called Dr. Strangelove. And it's by it's, it was written and produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick. I love a hilarious comedic romp, a yes. Kubrick romp. He's so known for his comedies. He's a romper. <laughs> he is a romping son of a gun. I gotta cop. I gotta admit, I've never seen Doctor Strangelove. Up until recently, I hadn't either. <laughs> it's it's always been on my list. Maybe maybe you'll inspire me to go ahead and check it out. I, I enjoyed it. It's I was one of the things I was pleasantly surprised by when you're talking Kubrick. Yeah, you could be talking a significant amount of of uh, runtime in a movie. You can, yeah. And this one is I mean like hour and a half, like it was ninety three, ninety four minutes. Oh wow! So very, he, he does keep it to comedy length. Very easy to digest, um, and uh, it gave me a renewed appreciation for Peter Sellers. Uh, I think the only point of reference I really had on Peter Sellers because I did not follow his career. I know he had a Pink Panther, right? Pink Panther. Yeah, that's where I know Peter Sellers from. Right. Um, he's a great comedic presence. He played a number of roles in the movie, um, and uh, as usual, I was watching, trying to keep along with uh, um, IMDb trivia. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to detract myself too much from the movie because I'm really trying to pay attention, but I, I did have it pulled up and was trying to um, absorb other parts of the movie that I could. And um, one of the, I don't know if it was all of his dialogue, I didn't have a confirmation of it, but it, a, a good por- portion of his dialogue, if not the entirety of it, was ad-libbed. Um, so he was... Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick yeah. allowed ad-libbing in his movie? I, with, with, I, I don't know if there's a special deal with Peter Sellers. <laughs> um, I was all, uh, George C. Scott plays one of the generals in it, and... Um, he uh, his direction with Kubrick wanted him to play over the top, and uh, George C. Scott uh, probably one of the most famous roles was uh, Patton. Patton, right? Um, he also played Ang. which I've never seen, by the way. <laughs> he, it, it's been a, it's been a while for me, and honestly, I don't I couldn't. I mean, like if you were like, hey, what'd you like about it? it's like the scene when he's standing in front of the flag talking because that's the only thing. Yeah, that's, that's that's all. Once if you've seen that yeah. particular scene, then you're good, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of like the Wayne's World, like you exactly. know, Bohemian Rhapsody scene. If you've seen that, you're good. Um, but it was uh, one of the one of the interesting things about the the the, the movie itself because the plot is 
there's a there's a, a, a it's the 60 what is it, 64 I think 1964 is when the movie came out yeah yeah well, I, I'll um, slick that up and it the 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 threat was communism um, the threat was the Russians and communism and and this this struggle betwixt the nations in that respect and uh, communism's so not good they they had they as the government apparently does they have all these they have these plans in place there are a number of plans that they've come up with and what happened in this in this film is I'm looking a, a general that's totally fine <laughs> it's on the internet if you're oh you have the internet okay yeah um, this general he orders uh, this this military strike and it was it was a it was a a reserve in their plans that was supposed to happen in case the chain of command was broken, because normally it would be the president that initiates this nuclear because that's the whole thing is this nuclear um, uh, strike. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there was a provision that they they put into place so if if the chain of command was broken through some act of war that this general would be able to do it. Well, this general just goes rogue, goes nutty, decides to implement this. So he implements this thing, and so the guys on this plane are in a vacuum of knowledge. They're, oh, if we're doing this, stuff on the ground must have happened. So they're gonna they're moving towards all these planes are moving towards a nuclear strike. And the thing is, one of the provisions is they turn the communication off. So they okay. so basically what happens is these dominoes tumble to where it could be the end of the world. And so these all of these these the governments are trying the the U.S. government's trying to communicate with people outside and they're trying to figure out okay how did this happen how do we fix this that's the whole comedy is oh they get to a point like okay well if civilization is going to be brought to an end um, can we go live in a cave underground and how long would we do that it's like a hundred years so there's there's a lot of comedic elements to it and it's uh, it's one of it's it's not a uh, it's not a Billy Madison comedy um, it's not there's <laughs> As, as I wasn't keeping. There's no up. Captain Insane. Not Captain Insane. No, that's from Water. That's Water. Well, I mean, but the revolting blob. There was. Um, I was. I wasn't purposely keeping track. But when I looked back, I didn't make it, remember making a tally mark for one poop joke. So I, it wasn't that kind of comedy. Okay, I don't want to cut you off, but I, you haven't mentioned this scene yet. It's the scene where they drop the bomb and the guys like writing it Slim down. Pickens. What? What? What the? What? What was that all about? The, was that a, it, it was like almost like a dream. He's it, that's literally the last the last scene of the movie. They're they're um, because their plane is flying and they think they have to complete this mission. Yeah, they're dead set on completing this mission. One of the guys on the plane, James Earl Jones, um, a young James. Get Earl out Jones. of here! Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so Slim Pickens, he's play, he plays a captain. They get to the point. And all of these planes are being shot down by other governments that the U.S. government is working in conjunction with. They're trying to stop this threat and stop the world from being destroyed. These guys are dead set on getting there, and they they they're the one plane left. They were supposed to have been shot down, but they're hanging in there. So they get to the place where they're going to drop their nuclear bomb and start this cataclysmic event, and it won't drop out. And so he goes, gets out of the, the captain's seat, goes, makes his way down to where these two giant nuclear weapons are. Climbs on top and he's fiddling around with stuff to try and get it to drop because I can't get it to drop. So he finally gets the doors to open and he's like, he's celebrating for a moment, but then it just drops out, and he's on top. And so he just he so it's kind of a shock to him, but yeah. he, but he just kind of goes. He with just it, goes. He's know? got his cowboy hat on <laughs> and he's just like, all right, you know what? We're going with it. And it was a, not many people get to go out like that. No. 
Not quite. No, not in a nuclear blast <laughs> in Russia. So the end of the movie is just the, ex- ex- the blast? That's it's a the end? series of explosions that you watch. I mean, just watch these one explosion after another. Wow. And it's... The, How did the movie leave you at the end? Like, did you did you chuckle to yourself? Like, that's great, or were you just like, "Wow, what did I just watch?" There, there were there were a number of things. It was, it was the the performances. I think Peter Sellers' performances were what really contributed to the humor. Gotcha. Um, there was there was some stuff. I mean, George C. Scott, when he was over the top, was meant to be comedic, and it hit sometimes. Yeah. I think some of those some of the things because uh, I love to go and watch movies from the '60s. I'm a big fan of watching movies from the '60s. And those movies are always driven by the the dialogue and the tension of the people in the room. They don't have a lot of big fancy sets or mm-hmm. expensive this or that. It's all right. what can these people convey. And he was he, George C. Scott had a good presence. Um, it, I think my biggest thing that I was impressed by was Peter Sellers because he played so many different roles in so yeah. many different capacities. And Doctor Strangelove being the most over the top, he was he was entertaining. But there were a number of other, he played the president, um, and so there were just all these different performances that he had, and it was, especially when I had that extra touch of like he's ad libbing this stuff. At one point, he's on the phone with this guy, and it sounds like I mean he's the president talking to another representative of another country, and they're having a conversation about this impending nuclear you know holocaust, the world's going to explode, and he's like, no, Dimitri, no, I would love to call and talk just chat, and, and he's just having this like. A friendly, off the cuff kind of conversation with this guy, and it was like I was sitting there. And it was I'm just thinking, Paul Moranians like the Will. No, the beautiful golden hair. I've got all the time in the world. Oh wait, I've got a patient in my office doing a real knob job and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's great. And there's guys all around the table, and he's sitting there just kind of having this chat with Dimitri. It's very, very it was, leisurely, it was, out of place. It was really well done. So I, I, it's it's hard because. I can't. I can't relate in entirely to the threat of Russian invasion, communism. Right. I can't. I can't. We haven't lived in a in the Cold War. No. We didn't grow up in the Cold no. War. You know, this understandably was on a lot of people's minds. Yes, people probably looked at this movie and it it was kind of a relief to just like there's that seriousness, but also that the comedic element to you need that. You know. Yeah. If you're afraid of something, sometimes you just have to laugh at it. Exactly. And. and the this movie in and of itself actually impacted legitimate government procedures. After watching this movie and seeing the events as they could unfold, kind of within this vacuum, th- there was some sort of uh, amendment to the process to where they took this kind of scenario into play. And I was From like, a movie, huh? Yeah. I was like, that's pretty impressive. They're like, that well, is mighty impressive. We need to make sure something like that couldn't really happen. I was like, so the president is obviously fictional in this yes. movie, right? Okay, okay, yep. Cool. So yeah. it sounds like you're recommending the movie. I, I enjoyed it. If it's if it's something that's been on your your list, I mean it's it's a it's a good quick easy 93, 94 minutes. I, to me, it was very much worthwhile. It was yeah. it it didn't lose my attention. I know black and white movies, old movies, a lot of times people nowadays don't seem to have a whole lot of attention for. But I felt like this was really. That's a shame if if that is something that's gonna yeah. hold. Isn't it? You know, it, it, there's the two things. Like if there's gonna be a lot of uh, subtitles, or if it's black and white, you know. But don't, don't, don't let that stop you. Like no. you would have never. I, I watched. Uh, what was the movie that's getting a Roma? lot of Roma? Yeah, I watched yeah. Roma. And you guys, if you have Netflix, you can watch it. Uh, it's actually probably it, it's it has a very good chance of winning. It's probably a bit of an underdog behind Black Panther, but uh, it, that it was could a win. Phenomenal movie, <laughs> groundbreaking. 
Uh, it, it has a chance, and uh, it's it's all subtitles and in black and white. But that, the movie will break your heart, man. It's just terrible. It it, it it's it's kind of they're really they're they're dealing with some really terrible things with that movie. I, I the, to me that like a lot <clears throat> there's a lot of movies I go to watch to go to a different place just to experience you know something fun or relaxing or intense or whatever. But if you'd like to go to seventies Mexico, you should check it out. I do. I know how much you love seventies. I love the seventies. It's a great, great time to be alive. <laughs> the fashions, the people, the haircuts. <laughs> oh, the seventies. Maybe not as much as the sixties. No. But but hey, we got a, a pretty hilarious comedy out of it. Yes. Um. So did you like rent this? I guess. Uh, I actually I own it. Oh. Okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So. I, I have I have a number of movies that I own that I haven't watched. It's not unusual for us to purchase movies and then put them on the shelf. Yep, it's not unusual. It, and it makes you those. look smart yeah. to have Doctor Strangelove. I'm like, just look at this. I got this movie. I got Doctor Strangelove. I got I know that's math. right. I got a black and white Kubrick. Yeah. I can speak English well. <laughs> not even good, but well. I'm smart. Is so now? Is there a Kubrick movie that you haven't seen, or is, does, was that like the last one? Um, before, like, or have you seen them all now? Or there's still some out there that you haven't seen? Uh, I don't think I ever saw Lolita. I haven't seen Lolita either, and that's that's a tough one to yeah. think about watching. It's a that's a that's a hmm, that's a rough one to get through. Yeah, it's a real Roman Polanski kind of vibe. Oh uh, gosh, yeah. But uh, I because I don't know his entire catalog off the top of my head, I couldn't necessarily say if there's other stuff. I don't know that I ever sat all the way through Eyes Wide Shut. If I wanted to say that I'd watched everything Kubrick did, I would have to say I'd have to rewatch that. I, I unfortunately did sit through all of Eyes Wide Shut, saw it uh, in theaters, um, was very excited to see it, full packed house, and uh, when the movie ended, people just sort of sat in silence and and just tried to, to process, I guess, what you they just lot. watched lot there it has a really weird ending and the movie itself is just bizarre so to say it has a bizarre ending is saying something and i've never seen uh what was the uh was it ben hur or um he did oh gosh like one of his first movies it was like a charlton heston movie or something it might have been ben hur it could have been but anyways you know i don't necessarily for me like kubrick really kind of begins in earnest with 2001 Space yeah, Odyssey. 2001 yeah, 2001 Space Odyssey. Thank you. That feels like the most Kubrick thing ever. <laughs> and then, you know, mm-hmm. then The Shining and, and Orange. Full Metal Jacket. Full That's Metal. probably my favorite Kubrick movie. The first 45 minutes of Full Metal Jacket. Because when Matthew Modine gets to Vietnam, I just don't care. Anymore. I still like it. I still like it. For Animal Mother. For, a, for, the, for nothing else for the other characters. They're pretty awesome. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. Okay, uh, so we'll switch over to me switch and you know, like the movie that I was like, ah, what? You haven't seen this, dude? Where's my car? <laughs> I've seen that a hundred million times. It's a lot of times. <gasps> Dude, your dog's a stoner. So the movie that I chose was 1982 uh, is 1982's. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman comedy. <laughs> the Dustin Hoffman comedy Tootsie. Uh, and it's funny because in 1982, I was a young lad 
And it wasn't in, you know, I, E.T. I'd seen E.T. It was all about E.T. Uh, this, this happens to be the second highest grossing movie of 1982 behind E.T. And it was everywhere, man. I remember seeing that video cassette, the VHS box of, of him in that red, like, spangly dress. And he's got the big hair and the big funky, like, the old glasses. and Total 80s. 80s. Total 80s. And I just had no... All I knew is that it, that was a man and he was dressed like a woman. And I had no idea what else the movie was about. So, and, and it stayed that way for years. So I'm looking at movies and I'm thinking, what are, what are some... I have tons and tons of movies that I want to I want to, you know, watch. Uh, I actually did watch a couple of movies because I just couldn't help myself. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, uh, the movie that I was originally going to pick was the Amy Heckerling movie, documentary, Decline of Western Civilization, Part 2, The Metal Years. And that totally was satisfying. And I even watched uh, Cool Hand Luke. Never seen great that. Movie. Oh, it's a great movie. I've never what seen it. I've seen the egg-eating scene like a million times, but I, I've never seen the whole movie. He for... only actually ate eight eggs in that scene. Is that right? Yes. Damn it, you spoiled it for me. Because, you know, like there's that point in the movie where he kind of turns to the side and his stomach, he's sticking his Distended. gut out. Distended. Yeah. <laughs> great movie. But I settled on Tootsie. I, I wanted to talk about that one. And the reason I even picked Tootsie, to be honest with you, is I just simply looked at the IMDb page. And, you know, I knew Dustin Hoffman was in it. But there are some really funny people in this movie, including uh, Bill Murray, uh, Terry Garr, uh, Commandant Lassard from the Police Academy movies, and and Dabney Coleman. You can't go wrong with Dabney Coleman. Sleazy '80s Dabney Coleman. No, I don't think he knows how to do anything else. He's like a he's like a like a more I don't want to say friendlier version of James Woods. He's he's not quite as hard edged as James Woods, but he's every bit as sleazy. Like yeah. You just you just want to like like you know wipe him off. He, you just want to spray him with a hose. <laughs> but he makes you feel comfortable while you're doing it. Yeah, sure. Like James Woods, you're like, oh, I feel icky doing yeah. this. Dabney Coleman, you're like, I'm kind of okay with this. Yeah, I'm okay with this. He's okay. He's All a right. silly guy. He is. And he usually sticks to comedies. And maybe that's part of why it feels a little safer. Uh, but he, he's doing that like nine to five-ish role. Very familiar. He plays the director. So I'm going to talk about Tootsie. And if you've seen Tootsie, you're going to be like, duh, I've seen Tootsie like a hundred million times. But I found it really interesting. Like I said, Bill Murray is in it. And he's great. He plays Dustin Hoffman's roommate. And he's only in like, you know, five or six scenes. And this is post-Stripes, but pre-Ghostbusters. So he hasn't quite exploded into that, you know, superstar. Like, Stripes yeah. was big. But I feel like when Ghostbusters came out and around that time was when that he really, really took that off. That really launched him. That just out there. Uh, so, But he, he's got about five or six scenes, and he's facing each and every one of them. And he's just perfect Bill Murray. Uh, Terry Garr is pretty hilarious. She plays a friend of uh, Dustin Hoffman, who is, by the way, an actor. And the reason he's dressed in drag is because he wants to land a role. And for whatever reason, you know, he Terry Garr is his friend, and she's kind of, you know, Terry. You know how Terry Garr is. Usually you know movies. that Terry. You Garr. know that Terry Garr. She's very. She's hilarious, but vivacious. she's a bit. Vivacious. She's a bit. T- <laughs> she's vivacious. That's exactly what I was going to say. I knew it. She she kind of plays like a tentative, you know, type character a lot of times. And the problem that she has in landing this role is they, they're looking for a more assertive woman. And it's it's a role for a soap opera. 
Dustin Hoffman just cannot get a role. You know, he's he's too much a perfectionist. He's a pain in the ass. Directors like you know he he goes for roles, and he, nobody wants to work with him. And his agent, who by the way is also really good in it, he is um oh gosh I want to say he's the one he's the guy who actually directed Sidney Pollack. Ah. Sidney Pollack, uh, who directed the movie, also plays Dustin Hoffman's agent. And by the way, he was also in Eyes Wide Shut. Boom. Oh, we got wow. a connection going here. Uh, full circle. Full circle. He he decides he's going to take any role he can because his roommate, Bill Murray, is also a writer. And he wrote this great, you know, movie. And he's like, you know what? If I can't get anybody to hire me, I want to make enough money so that my friend director can make his movie and he'll give me the best role in it. So that's kind of the convoluted path to how he arrives at dressing like a woman. He shows up, he wows him. He's next thing you know, he's on this soap opera. Hilarity ensues. One of the things I want to talk about in this, you know, I don't know if Robin Williams has come up often or at all yet in this podcast, but we're both big fans, big fan, huge, huge fans. And one of his iconic roles was uh, Mrs. Doubtfire where he dresses like a woman and he's phenomenal at it. So watching this movie, there are a lot of really similar beats in the way that Dustin Hoffman, who by the way, couldn't be any more different than Robin Williams, but they still kind of played the character like of a man and a woman, like really similarly. And I feel like, man, Robin Williams, not that he ever like takes a, takes from a performance and, you know, kind of rips it off. He always makes it his own. That's uh, what Robin does. He had to have, Watch this movie and said, "I want to. I want to play it a little bit like this." Influence. He's very influenced from this. He had to, and I can't say for sure. I've never heard any interviews to to prove my point. But you can't watch this movie without thinking, you know, Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. And by the way, I love. I really like this movie. It's really good. And in 1982, you you would just think that they might go for this kind of cheap joke that it's just hilarious to to uh, that a guy would dress like a woman. <laughs> A man? What? Is a lady? That's certainly <laughs> not a thing. No, but it's a bit. It's a bit woke for 1982. You know, uh, he's so convincing as a woman. In fact, that uh, Jessica Lange is the other big name in the movie. Very hot, very very seductive Jessica Lange. Very just cute as a button in this movie too. As she does. As she does. So he's trying. He's trying to woo her, but oh gosh, you know he's he's so. And they working on the soap together and he can't, you know, he just wants to show her that, that he's this, you know, great guy. And of course she like confides in her and like gets, they get to know each other real well because she thinks she's a woman and that whole thing right there. It's a catch 22. Ooh, it's a catch 22. It's a classic catch 22. But her, uh, her dad, Jessica Lange in the movie's dad actually becomes attracted to uh, Dustin Hoffman in the movie. And it deals with that in a really kind of sweet, you know, you would, I, I, I was worrying, like, oh, is he going to humiliate him, you know? But they don't. They, they come to a point in the past where they, they kind of, like, they deal with it in a pretty good way. This movie just feels progressive for 1982. Who knew? And it's, you know, it, it, it got a little boring just before the end when he kind of, you know, spoiler alert, he does reveal on the soap opera. He takes off all of his makeup and he he reveals himself to be a man. And then of course, since it's a soap opera, people are like, "Is this part of the soap opera?" You know. <laughs> uh, but when that happens, of course, everybody finds out, including the woman that he likes. And they they in the end, 
I mean, I would think that in reality that would just kind of like, mm, this wouldn't end this way. Yeah. The show would most definitely sue him. Uh, she wouldn't want to have anything to do with him. Uh, and then Bill Murray's play, her movie may or may not get off the ground. I don't know. That's the thing I wanted the most. I wanted to know. Uh, I, I really could have used more Bill Murray in this movie. That, I, it, I say that about literally every movie. Ever <laughs> every movie you ever watch, Bill every Murray. Movie. As I was watching Doctor Strange, I was like, where is Bill Murray? <laughs> he could be in that. He could have He been. could totally be in that. But I love, I love that I watched this movie because here's this like little hidden... Jim, and if you're a huge Bill Murray fan, you probably like, well, duh, yeah, he was in Tootsie. But he wasn't headlined in it, and he, he doesn't try and steal anything away. Like, this is a Dustin Hoffman movie, and he's great yeah. in it, by the way. And I think the only person to won an Oscar for this was Jessica Lange's character. Um, but, I mean, I think just about everybody was nominated. There you go. Um, 1982, who won the Oscar for Best Movie that year? I don't know. It wasn't E.T. I think it was Saving Silverman. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> must have been. Was that the version where Neil Diamond was the Diamonds um, in the Rough? Diamonds in the Rough. What a great band name. Perfect. Good stuff. I actually like that movie, and I own it I on love, DVD. Love that movie. I'll buy anything. Dude, you've been pinching loaves out there. I play croquet on that lawn. <laughs> uh, but I, I recommend Tootsie. I think you guys should check it out if you hadn't seen it. It's it's uh, it's a movie that ages quite well. You couldn't wear pants? No, no, pants, I can't. What about this thing? No, no, I don't have the right shoes for it. I hate the way the horizontal lines make me look too hippie, and, I, and, and it cuts me across the bust. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Aside from the cars and stuff driving around, it, it seems like the kind of movie that you could just, they would they would make. And I'm surprised they haven't remade Tootsie. It's, Sure it's with with uh, a, a woman cross-dressing her and like as a man to get a role. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Flip it around. You know, it will flip your I'm getting so like kind of frustrated with all these reboots with the gender swapping. And I don't even have, I don't even care. Like the, the Ghostbusters thing, I don't even care. I saw that like lineup of actors and I was like, that's great. I love all of them. I don't care. But don't just do it to do it. Do it because it's a good thing. I do hope. It because it means something. As I was researching for the show and looking at movies that I'd be interested in seeing, and I, I hope this isn't one of your movies, I don't think it will be, because I'm I'm sure you would have, if you've seen it or if you don't know what it is, once you hear the premise, you'll roll your eyes as hard as I did when I saw it. But they're doing a Dirty Rotten Scoundrels reboot with Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson as the con. Oh, <laughs> And at the end of the trailer, no, they're God, like, the girls no, can be just no, as bad as the boys. No. Or something. I'm like, oh, okay, because it's no. not called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's called something else. But it's clearly Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But they couldn't resist at the end. Steve Martin and Michael Caine. Yeah. And you want to say, I got nothing against Rebel Wilson. No, she's fine. But it, she's I just, okay. It's one of those, it's one of those uh, and you know my beef with Will Smith is the genie right now. <laughs> It runs deep. He has nipples. It runs deep for me. My my disdain for the Aladdin movie. But it's it looks one, terrible. It's one of those things where it's like I don't I don't get on the high horse all that very often. No. But there are some movies that it bothers me. And, and the example I've used a number of times as of late is the new Jumanji movie that came out a year and a half ago. I love the movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. I'm a huge fan of the original. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams again. 
I mean, I've, I watch the regular Jumanji, I don't know, five, six times a year. So I watch ju- the regular Jumanji regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they made the new one, I was excited to see it. Love the Rock. Great cast. Great movie. Watched it a number of times. It's good. It's got a few nods to the original. Yep. But in and of itself, outside of the vehicle being a game that gets them into this other world, there's it has nothing to do with Jumanji. Very little. There's a the jungle. Book or the movie. <laughs> the original movie. It has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. And so it's one of those, like, the only reason you put Jumanji in the title is because people see Jumanji and their brains will think, oh, Jumanji, I want to see that. I bet you all the 90s kids are going to want to go see this just because it has Jumanji in the title. And you know what? I I was interested in it. I mean, I like The Rock. But again, they were shoving The Rock down everybody's throat. Like, there's going to be a... Uh, Big Trouble Little China like reboot. I don't yeah. know if they're doing it anymore, but there for sure was going to be one. I think they're still doing it. I want to say that it might be a sequel at this point. They can't decide if they want to be a reboot, a remake, a sequel. Well, they screwed up because they didn't even ask John Carpenter if he wanted to have anything to do with it. What's wrong with these people? Who's going to score the movie? <laughs> no Who's one. going to synthesize, score that movie? I tell you what, those kids from Stranger Things are going to do it. Let's get that, uh, let's get that Moby. Let's get that Moby. 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 Nobody's uttered the word Moby in yeah. 15 to 20 years. Get, get He's going to appear in like as like a genie. Yep. Poof. It's Moby. Anybody want anything uh, 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 like remixed? Just Moby. Just just me. Get some Moby in there. Just just shove some Moby. Thing. That should be a thing we're all saying. <laughs> Let's let that start up. Let's bring Moby back. Put some Moby in there. Can I get some Moby in this? Can we get a little Moby on that? Over here, please. Oh, yeah. Moby, <laughs> table free. <laughs> Uh, waiter. Moby on this table. We got a problem here. Just say win on the Moby. <laughs> Maybe that waiter guy that you love so much from the last episode yes. that invites himself into the yeah. conversation. Oh, yeah. gets, gets down on the. What are those going to We're not friends, okay? I don't. If you recommend something, I'm yeah. definitely not going to eat that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to need some Moby yeah. right away That's to tough. forget this experience. Um. Jesus Christ, where were we going? Oh, I brought up remakes and stuff. Yes. So, you know, Tootsie, it, it, I don't know if they would do it. It, it feels like the kind of movie you just leave it. it alone. But I'm surprised because they're just rebooting everything nowadays. And yeah, for God's sakes, it, I guess you didn't know about it. Uh, it, it looks it looks bad. It looks so bad. It offends it, me. It's just, it. it's so obviously ripping off the original they don't even want to call it Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, maybe because they don't have the rights to it. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. It's a great little like movie that not a lot of people think about anymore. No. It, it's like a hidden little gem. You know, like I played on cable and stuff every weekend for like a couple years, and then nobody thinks about Dirty Rotten Scoundrels anymore. May I go to the bathroom? <laughs> right. <laughs> Steve Martin just pees on himself right there. It's just Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Rupert was amazing. It's a great movie. And then he just kind of like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just fantastic. That was when Steve Martin was funny. And I oh, loved, my God. I loved hilarious. That, that, that run, that late 80s run of Steve Martin, you know, you got like your your Roxanne, you, your uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Scoundrels. Uh, Parenthood. Parenthood. Great, great movie. Fantastic movie. Uh, just, man, he was the best. A little before L.A. Story. That was another good one. I liked it okay. It wasn't so bad. It was when he was transitioning. I think that was his first. Comedic. He either wrote that movie or was directing that movie. But I remember them making a big deal out of like, this was Steve Martin's movie. 
and then, you know, moving along to Bowfinger and all that. So he's still out there. I love that he's still doing things. He's he's just picking his banjo and, and, and you know, selling He's out. back to funny, and I like that. Yeah, he's a good dude. All right, so that was our uh, first segment of what? You haven't what? seen that? What? What? Sing what? What way? I will. I will do that. Is now a good time to put in that Jonathan clip? <laughs> babe, no! It's coming. Babe, no, wait! Babe, no. No, babe, no. Babe. Babe. Wait! Babe. 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 Babe, wait. Babe, no. Babe, no. Babe, no. Babe. 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 No, babe. What? That will never in a billion years ever get old. Bathroom here is nuts. <laughs> I gotta publish. I gotta make those videos. Um, I was looking public. for them. I was looking for. Yeah, them I think I got them set to private right now. I need. I need to just publish those bad those boys. People seem to like them. They were fantastic. Ah, thank you, thank you. Okay, so now's the time for the main event. The main event, which is the five movies coming soon that we're most looking forward to. And I guess I'll go first. Do it. Um, we'll go from least looking forward to most i guess we'll go from okay. five to one all right <laughs> that's a really weird way to just say I'm mentally juggling five to one we're descending and descending excitement descending order of excitement which is my band my name. my order might stay the same okay I, I have them in order of release date oh you do yeah amazing okay um so my number five is a movie called captive state coming out in march uh, March 8th, and uh, all I know about it is it has John Goodman in it, and it looks like, here's what I hope it is. It, it's it's clearly like a science fiction-y movie with um, probably some, uh, it, it looks like V. Who's the bit. kid in it? I don't know. I know I know him from something. But I'm, I, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's like one of those lower budget, high concept, really you know ambitious sci-fi movies along the lines of, say, a Cloverfield that sort of came out of nowhere, or maybe a smaller movie even still was uh, The Signal with Lawrence Fishburne a couple years back. Just, you look at it and you go, like, that's a really cool premise, and it, you know, you, and it turns out to be great. What I'm hoping it's not is, like, some, like, Independence Day-type ripoff. Uh, like, you know, like, I wrote down Skyline. Or The Mist. The Mist was hate, cool, man. I just hated The Mist. Ah, the ending was so upbeat. I feel really good about myself. <laughs> How about you wait five more seconds? Just five more seconds. Five seconds, man. He shot his kid. Five seconds after they ran out of gas. In the face. Wasn't even like, maybe we should try something. Like, no. We When we run out of gas, I'm shooting all of us. I don't know that he did in the face exactly, but I feel he like did. he probably did. He did. He, he made sure. Him in the he face. made damn sure that he shot his own son in the shot face. Shot his son in the face. <sighs> okay, but Captive State. Sorry. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch the trailer with you guys right now. And uh, this this is probably the latest. Hope we don't get a copyright strike. We're gonna we're gonna talk over it a little bit, maybe talk help loudly, us a bit. Loudly, but we'll we'll go ahead and also put it. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. All right, so we're gonna react to this puppy. He's running. He is running. It's not something that I would do. I love it. It's got that. Yeah. Like that they do yeah. intensity. There's police. Yeah. I don't know who that kid is. Hello, Gabriel. Oh, I think he's the kid from Equalizer 2. That's where I know. 
From what? Equalizer, Equalizer 2. two. Yeah. Oh, the kid. Yeah. The painter. The painter's good. Focus features. Love focus features. Usually good track I will record. almost watch anything they put out just because. Work for me. I love John Goodman. He's got a very he's he's got a really good resurgence. He's he come back around and I'm I'm happy about it. This that. scene is awesome. Oh what the hell is it? Something happened. Something bad happened. That was abrupt and and it happened. That was the kid as a youngster. Something happened to him. Like the spaceship looks cool. This feels like this could be like a continuation of uh, of the arrival. Ooh, good call. That that would that would be cool if there was some kind of like no, there's not. But full operational support. And it gets a little hip hoppy right here. Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes me want to say the word dog. I just want to call someone like, yeah, dog. Yeah. Digging the soundtrack already. Oh, yeah. Kids are going to love it for that. Yes. They're just drawing the kids in. If there's one thing I know about kids, it's that they love hip-hop. But see, I don't, what is this movie? It's like, is it like, oh, and I love her. She's great. Vera Farmiga. She's you know, is it the arrival? It's like, there's, that's straight up out of Armageddon right there's there. There's something going on here. That, that's the scene that worries me. <laughs> Every revolution, not just some of them, every revolution needs a spark. A Nicholas You're just spark. reading. What the hell was that? Birds are bothered. It's never a good sign. When birds start doing things in unison, I get nervous every time. Ah, it's just, yeah, it looks so interesting. Things are happening, and they make you feel uncomfortable. I always like that when something flies in over a large area. Why is it always a stadium? Why are they always picking on that? So anyways. Just sports. <laughs> People seem to like it. People in their sports. Yeah, so Captive State, uh, that is my uh, five. Now, when you see that trailer, like, what do you think it's going to be? What, it it does imagine? a good job of, of keeping you guessing. That I, I, I like that it gives you just enough to know, okay, there's something going on here. Mm -hmm. And there's layers to it because there's... Yeah. The, there's the things, and then there's also this ominous kind of government police state. Right. So it evidently, and I don't know how they're going to, I'm not sure how they're going to get to this, but it's a futuristic movie where the aliens are promising peace, Yeah. no crime. Like I ever believed that. You never trust an alien, trust especially when they drop in over top of your stadium. You seen Mac and me? No. <laughs> You can't trust those aliens. The expressions on their faces. Just a, constant surprise. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't, don't rewatch that movie. No. It's if you had an enjoyment, like if if you remember seeing that when you were a kid and you enjoyed it, just leave Cling it there. Cling to that because <laughs> it is so bad. If you try it again, it's just gonna ruin it. Ugh, for gone for good. So yeah, there's there's that element to it. Uh, there's the element to where, like, John Goodman, is it is he, like, leading a resistance of some kind? Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? I don't know. That's right. Like, I can't tell if he's good or bad. John Goodman, is he's really doing a good job. Like, he can play a bad guy now. Is this a weird reprisal of his role in arachnophobia somehow? I don't know. <laughs> Are the aliens going to be, like, bugs? And You know, maybe. Perhaps. How cool would that be if that happened? And I called that on accident. If this were an, an a sequel, if spiritual sequel to arachnophobia, I will lose my mind at the theater. <laughs> if, I'll if, be sitting there in the theater like, holy crap, I totally called this. 
Mm-hmm. No one will believe me until they watch our podcast. If Jeff Daniels appears, get out. Um, yeah, so you could you watch the trailer. You you you're just you're tantalized. That's yes. all it is. And it, like I said, it could be good. Like um, it could be like the arrival. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, you know a bit more like uh, the signal, or it could be like Skyline or on some other generic wannabe movie. Like it could just end up being a worse version of the arrival. That would be disappointing. It would be. But I put it in at five when really it's like eight when you add in the superhero movies. Yes. Uh, what is that on your list? It's not. Cool. It's coming out really soon, March 8th. So if you're, you know, listening to this or watching this, like you got, you're pumped. Right around the corner. You're just right around the corner. So that's my number five. It, I don't have a whole lot of stock in it, but it intrigues me just enough. And I will probably go see it. I definitely, I, I'm really interested in this movie. It's, so. it's got, it's got all the, the tent poles of a good thriller. Yeah. Okay, what's your number five, man? Number five. Um, oh, I gotta get ready to pull this yeah, thing out too. I'll try and, and talk a little bit about it just to stall for time. Um, I'll go to Pornhub. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this would be very different if that's okay. what we were watching. You know. uh, this doesn't seem. No, why is the pizza guy? That I don't remember that. This old movie again? <laughs> this this old chestnut. Um, it's Rebel Wilson. My number five. Uh, it's coming out soon too. Is uh, the fifteenth of March, uh, mm. the Hummingbird Project. Oh, that looks interesting. Uh, that was on my sh- list actually. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Um, Love Jesse Eisenberg. He's really grown on me. Like mm-hmm. uh, I did not care for him as Lex Luthor, um, but he really has uh, the ability to play a wide. Like he, he used to be like the a Michael Sarah kind of guy. You cast him as kind of the yeah. awkward, nerdy kind of guy, but he's got a. I mean, he's really kind of come into like he can have um, a diabolical kind of presence, a driven like. Yeah, and I feel like that's what you get out of this. My favorite role of him ever was in uh, the Facebook movie, Social Network. Yeah, yeah, I loved him in Social Network, and he. I got a. I got a vibe from yeah. watching the trailer for. Let's, let's watch this one yes. together. Let's do it. So this is the Hummingbird Project. Unfortunate name. We got a scars guard in this one, Alex. Scars. We do have a scars part. Scars guard alert. And Selma Hayek, I believe, is the Mark as well. She is like the villain in this, isn't she? I like it because it feels like it's two oppositional forces. You know, it makes me. It, it feels a bit like uh, there will be blood. Yeah. Because they're 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 trying. They're competing for that la- that yeah. network, that line. There's yeah. There's a. Uh, I like that that come down. <laughs> we got like a we got like a DJ thing there. Every every movie trailer has to have that now. Yeah. It looks like they're building a fiber line between Cax and the New York Stock Exchange. I know, Jen. I am looking at it. Is so Sama Hayek ever gonna not look attractive? Yes. No. Okay. I think. I mean, she's gonna end up like Helen Mirren, where she's like to the day she breathes her final breath, she's like, that is an attractive lady. I was like in trailers when they mouth things that they won't say in the trailer. They're like, they're mouthing holy shit, but they just won't say it because it's country. There's that Skarsgård. There he is. So he he was one of the uh, vampires in the, uh, oh gosh, what was that HBO show? True Blood. True Blood. Somebody rigged our network. Champion! 
people freaking out. Who doesn't want to do that from time to time? There, and there he is dancing. Ah, I love the style of this this trailer. Mr. Zaleski. Mr. Zaleski, stop. You betrayed me. Now you have to pay. Why is she putting up cell towers? They're trying to screw us. Looks a little bit he, ominous there. He's he's got like that I'm real just kind of raw kind of feel to it. the chainsaw. And he's done by the end of the day. I love how like frenetic he is. Yes. He's got he's just a bundle of nerves. And and he plays it really well. Just he does. It reminds me a little bit of his performance in Now You Can See Me or Now You Now You Yeah Now You Can See Me. Right. Which I like those movies. I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, we're David. Oh, I love that. It's like, are yeah. we the good guys or the bad guys yeah. here? I don't know. We're, we're David. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's um, it looks really really interesting. The basic premise is competing forces trying to um, trying to drive a fiber optic line from one end of the country to the other. To get yeah, they're just trying to get a faster internet connection, basically, so they can get the stocks a fraction of a second faster than everybody else. Yeah. So these these are genius whiz kid. You know, uh, stockbroker guys, yes. I guess. But so they're just looking for that advantage, yes. that little advantage. Believe it. And it, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to convince me that they're all that good. That just a fraction of a second uh, is going to make a big difference, and like millions of dollars. Which you know, I can be convinced. I'm not a very bright guy. I'm a relative moron. You could do it with hen puppets. To, like, yeah. <laughs> I would prefer if you're going to explain stocks to me, use felt boards. And little characters that you put in, it's like here is a, <laughs> this is a stock guy. His name is Bill. I need I need like the the uh, the big oh gosh what's the movie with the uh, the housing bubble? Oh, um, the the big. Something. I was gonna say the big bottom, but like <laughs> that was, that's a different movie altogether, kids. The big uh, short. The, the big, big short. short. Yes, yes. I I love how they explain. Uh, the really complicated concepts in that like really funny way. I, I, it was it was great because it was it was entertaining. These little I was like I just learned something there. I you made me learn something. You taught me stuff. Have you seen Movies. Vice yet? I've not yet. It's good. I'm going to though, definitely should check to. that out soon. Uh, let's see. Uh, shall we? I'm going to pull up IMDb if you would like to speak some more to it. I, I will speak some. More. See if there's any uh, hidden actors in there that we couldn't tell just from the <clears> trailer. Yeah. The, Obviously, the big ones are Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, which he's, I mean, he's, I mean, one of, the, I would say one of the lesser known Skarsgård, but he's been busy. He had a, he, he got his big break in that Tarzan movie that yeah. didn't do so well. Just got jacked. Some of those stories, I don't know, like the, the Tarzan story, even the, uh, like I still, I still, I've yet to see it and it's out on DVD now and I really want to see the new version. I'm not interested. Some of those stories just, they keep Why do they back. keep making Tarzan movies? Nobody uh, cares about Tarzan, Tarzan movies. Is it's it? got a ton of like really interesting actors in it, but nobody gives nobody a damn cares. about it. It's like, quit making them. Stop. It's we're like un... they keep making Robin Hood movies. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a free, it's a free property. People just keep trying to make the movie. So I was trying to look at the director and I cannot pronounce his name. It's like, Ken Union. Union. It's one of those that are like, it's when. It's it's got it's like a it's like a Korean name. Uh so like I can't see what so he's directing some other stuff here. Let's take a look. Uh Two Lovers and a Bear, never heard of it. Uh War Witch, Truffle. Any of those movies look familiar to you? Uh no. So I love the style of the trailer. Yeah. 
which I'm assuming they're going to be true to the movie. I would hope so. Sometimes they fake a trailer to make it seem more interesting. They like, do. you know, uh, oh, what was the one with Will Smith where he played Deadshot? Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, man. What a, what a, we were robbed there, weren't we? <laughs> It kind of was. The movie was kind of like the trailer. It met my expectations. (laughs) When will I ever learn? It was a DC comic movie. Shazam looks cool, man. It looks really good. That might be my actual, like, I mean, you know, Endgame, obviously, number one. But I feel like Shazam has supplanted Captain Marvel now. Which it's funny because actually Shazam is in the DC Universe Captain Marvel as well. <laughs> They're literally both named Captain Marvel. Why would they Marvel. do that? Why would they do that? Captain Marvel, um, and on the Marvel side, copyrighted the name before DC did. Those bastards. So now they have to call him Shazam. They still make references to Captain Marvel in the comics, but... But it's fun to say Shazam, so they won in the fun. end. Shazam is a ton of fun. It is a ton of fun. That Oh, God, that movie looks so great. It really I does. cannot wait to see that. Zachary Levi's great casting. It really is. When they cast casting. well, I, th- I mean, like, I won't see the fish guy, um, Aquaman, until <laughs> it's, you know. <laughs> you give the fish guy. <laughs> until it's unavoidable for me. It's like, good. It's it's good. It really is. That's it's, what people keep telling it's me. Good. It's decent to good. <laughs> It made my 10, I think. Wait, hold on. Let me talk to this perch. Fish, come here and tell me. He doesn't really do it. The... He uses the fish powers in a way in the end. It's it's not so bad. It's not too corny. But Jason, I mean, the, the two concessions I made for that movie, James Wan is a good get for a director. So yes. I'm not surprised yes. that it did well financially. there. Visually, he's a great director, and I will not fault him for being involved with a DC Comics movie. And Jason Momoa is great casting for it. So, if you're going to make a decent, they're, they're starting, and they have another opportunity to cast Batman, and if they cast Robin pa- Robert Pattinson as Batman, I guess Batman will just be dead to all of us. <laughs> so. I'm looking at the cast. I don't. I think they, they spent all of their money on the top three we, we, people. We got them up front. We got them all up front. There we go. There's not a, there's not a little surprise nugget like, oh, oh wow, they got, you know. Tom Selleck's in Tom this too? Selleck, that would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, even if they could just get his mustache to make an appearance, I'd watch it. Oh, my God. I could always I could do de- I could deal with some Tom Selleck. I could, I'm always down for some Tom Selleck. So yeah, the Hummingbird Project, uh, you know, it'll probably be in and out of theaters fairly yep, quickly. Be a quick one. That one could be one that I will wait. I, I tried to pick movies that I'm excited enough to go see in theaters, but that does not mean that you can't have a movie that you're just excited to see, but you know you're smart enough to realize that I'm, not I'm people wait. are not gonna flock to it. Yeah. It's gonna be out soon and on, on, you know, on Netflix streaming yep. before you know it. And I hope to remember, because it's the Hummingbird Project. The title is weird. Yeah, I don't love the it's, title. It's a like a peppermint. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Why are they going to call it? The, I guess they're going to explain the Hummingbird they, Project. They, t- they touch on a little. There'll bit be a hummingbird trailer. float past in a in, in a frame for a few seconds, and that'll be they your flit, justification. They flitter about and they're intoxicated. <laughs> People love hummingbirds. They do. I love hummingbirds. They're wonderful. What's not to love? Okay, moving on. Number four. Number four for me. So I had a, a pretty good sized list of movies that I, I kept shaving off. I'm like, right there, you can see Hummingbird Project was one of my ones I shaved off. It is shaved um, right off. This, this movie kept finding itself in and out, in and out. I don't even know when it eventually does come out, April 5th, uh, Pet Cemetery. whether or not I'll go see it. Because the first one, I don't like the first one. And not because it's a bad movie. It's scary, man. It, it's a, it makes me uncomfortable. In a way that like fire in the sky makes me uncomfortable. I don't I don't like 
knowing that the kid gets hit by a semi, gender reverse once again. Now it's the the little girl that's going to get hit by the semi. By the way, Twitter, grow up. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Stop it. There was a whole to-do on Twitter about how, oh, oh my gosh, they gave away the movie. And I thought, oh my gosh. So I avoid the trailer, the new trailer, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the movie. So when we watch this trailer, you might want to just understand that this is a remake of a movie that's been out for like yeah. 25 years. The movie already exists. The thing they give away is what happens in the original movie, you babies. Oh my goodness. The You mean the thing that I could have already watched a thousand times? You mean she dies to get buried in the pet cemetery? Oh, you mean one of the movies that all of the networks air relentlessly during the month of October because it's so easy to get the license to it, so we're just going to put Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery 2 on every channel 14 uh, times a day? I even message you. I'm like, oh, Adam, you might want to watch out because, you know, like, you know, we have similar news feeds, and when a new trailer drops, you just usually watch it. Yep. And I saw all the, like, oh, gosh, Pet Cemetery's trending. They're ruining it. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like, oh, maybe maybe they're going in a different direction. I was like, okay, what did they do to change it? Yeah, well, the thing they did to change it, I saw coming anyway. Yeah. It's not even a surprise. Like, it is a girl this time. And they cast John Lithgow. Who uh, saw that coming? Who saw that coming? <laughs> I love John not Lithgow. All right, fantastic. so we're going to go ahead and watch the trailer. It's they're a really, it. it's a good trailer. But I have a few concerns that we can address once we watch this thing. I want to I want to talk about those. The, there's the scraggly woods. The tone is on point. Yeah. That sing that single note that just kind of ripples out. It it's unsettling in a way that the original is unsettling. Perfectly natural. Yeah, I like this guy. This is Jason Clark. What's his name? Yeah, I think that's his name. Old town's been using this place for generations. Yeah. God, I love a scruffy John Lithgow and that beard. Because there was Herman Munster. In the original, it was sour land. It's not some campfire. He was story. he was murdered pretty so easily. Trees up there. He just kind of sat there and let a, a dead baby kill him. The local tribes <laughs> carved them before they fled. Because I remember that kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, they I think they kind of do the same thing. There's something was it Miko Hughes? Slightly different. I think there was a kid the first Miko Hughes. Something that dates way back. I love the look of the movie. Those woods belong to something else. Something. I'm waiting for his line to love. Oh yeah, that, was dead. that cat is back. straight up yes. the cat from the first one. Oh my God, the little girl dies. A child doing. <laughs> what? But they don't come back the same. Daddy. Who's? <laughs> What's going on? Things are amiss. Yes, things are amiss. Walking slowly on a wood floor. Hug your daughter. Oh my gosh. I'll get mud all over the place. I should never have shown you that place. Your no shit. Is not the only <laughs> thing that will come back. It makes you feel like it could be a Harry and Henderson remake. <laughs> you are just nailing the like, I, w- I wish these movies would actually be. <laughs> ah. Don't like the jump scare insinuati- insinuations. They're, they're... Oh, God, Zelda. Ugh. Sometimes dead is better. That's the line. I love that. Sometimes dead is better. Mm, the cat. Yeah, so see, you got that scene. Oh, God. 
that that's another scene that scarred me for life. Like ah, oh, the tendons. Yeah. Oof. He okay. Just, he got him. So ah, right, oh, right in the back of the foot. That is a solid trailer. I'll give him that. Is. Um, they they nail the tone. Uh, I'm not so sure about the possible jump scares. I'm not getting that like kind of James Wan kind of feel that I love. Where not they, quite they, as nuanced. They really play with your senses and your your the positioning and the the spacing of, of the scares. Like I don't really get that at all. So we I'm afraid we might get some cheap scares. We could, but I the kids you know, like I don't know about them. Like I don't really remember like there being all that many of the kids in the original thing. Is this gonna be? Uh, is it going to be a movie and a, a property that we remember that was really scary and w- like warped a lot of kids our age? Uh, or is it going to be like, you know, window dressing? Is it going to, they just, is it going to be like a modern horror movie with the jump scares and just, you know, and then is it going to be not, is it going to be too familiar because it is a remake? I have some concerns. I don't know if it's going to be a slam dunk for me and I don't know if I'm going to go see it in theaters. But, it's it's placed in a in a way like I said it's April April fifth it's in a low it's in a spot that I just may get bored one weekend and go like you know what I I wouldn't mind feeling it. a bit uncomfortable they they included the sister it looks yep. like uh, the sister with the sister with like spina bifida or yep. whatever like that, that scene was, was that was entirely disturbing that was probably one of that may have been the most disturbing scene in the original for me me too oh god man I just couldn't I couldn't take it. I think I, I had to stop watching at that moment. What what I get the feeling of in the trailer that I like about this one that I feel like is that I like more than the original is it feels like they're giving the woods and the 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 entity itself I feel like has a stronger presence just based on the trailer like it was in the original it was really kind of more like the medium by which you got you know this like you something died you put it in the pet cemetery and it would come back yeah. and it was just kind of like oh put him in here oh now we have the creepy kid we got the cat that's you know that's oh, all of these things of so the that the, cat that needs a bath exactly yeah. it's like <laughs> this cat seems to be deteriorating at a really disgusting rate and no one seems to care it's like you i mean I, just hey here's an fyi for you cats are not hard to come by so even if, like if you uh, like i know it was like oh but it was whiskers and we loved whiskers like i get that but you know what you all you have to do is like walk ten feet in outside, and there is another cat. Whiskers was just, getting busy. You could just have that cat. <laughs> there are cats available just wherever you want to get it. Oh, there's a cat. There's a cat. There's it's the same cat. cat. It's a clone cat. You can go get a new cat. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, our cat died. Let me take him out to this evil cemetery so he can come back to life. And then because it's not like you're getting the same cat back. It's an evil cat now. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how you tell it was like a normal cat and an evil cat like. Is does he just not lay around as much? Is more like stabbing. I don't know what an evil cat does versus a normal cat, but I like in this one that they're like, okay, there's seems to be more of a story and a presence to the woods and the cemetery itself, to where the kids and the masks that are showing like that plays a role. And I like that they kind of gave. I mean, it is it's called Pet Cemetery, so it's like yeah. that feels like it. The entity itself has more of a role, and I like that. Yeah, it would be interesting if we get some more lore from yeah. the, the entity itself. I would dig that. And I have a feeling this movie is going to do well. It was a huge, huge success. Obviously, they greenlit this with like you know figuring that people that are going to want to go see it are going to want to see this too. Yeah. You're probably right. If this movie does well, are we going to start getting more remakes of Stephen King movies? There, I know there's a, a few that are, are already. Isn't the Langoliers, the Langoliers like possibly? Is in the works. 
uh, you know, uh, oh gosh, what's what the stand? The stand. I want I've the stand. It. it seems like that for years you know, they were they were, you know, green light. We're gonna make the movie. We're gonna make the stand, but it's gonna be two or three movies. And of course, when you start talking about that, there you run the risk of the movie failing and there not being the rest of the movie that you wanted to see. Unless it's Avatar. <laughs> we're getting eight avatars, hey. folks. Whoa! How about just a hundred avatars? Just make as many I got them all written right up yeah, here. It's going to be great. <laughs> James that... Cameron actually said he had like two more Alitas in him. <laughs> James Cameron is a sick puppy. The only thing I ever just, hear. Just condense it a little, man. The only thing I ever hear anybody ever say about it, it's like Avatar is like, it was visually, it was so amazing. It's like, yeah. I get that. But it's like, can you tell me anything about the actual movie? Because you can't because it was so not <laughs> worth your time. Four hours to watch these blue people is like I saw the Smurfs. It was Pocahontas. Need... It was Dances yeah. with Wolves with blue people. Yeah, it's like okay, <laughs> though you know I don't ever need to watch Dances with Wolves again. I don't even think I, I know I didn't make it all the way through it because you know there weren't as many wolves as I was hoping for. <laughs> there was only one wolf. There was one wolf, and he barely danced with that. No, wolf. barely can constitutes a dance. Dances with wolves. That constitutes more dances and more wolves than I was given. I think in my mind, I just might have slipped dirty in the front. That would have been a much better movie. Yeah. That would have been like an airplane type movie. Like, a, yeah. you know, <laughs> like Leslie Nielsen oh, plays yeah. the Kevin Costner character. And now you got a better movie. But I wanted to see more dancing. As you, as The you movie did. sold me dancing. Yeah. I was like, I mean, you put it in the title. When it's Step Up. Nobody puts Timber put in the dance. corner. No, Step Up didn't tell didn't tell you it's a dancing movie. You just knew it was a dancing movie. You know why? Because they were dancing. Every time he turned around, Channing Tatum was dancing. He was stepping it up. He was stepping it up. You know Constantly. You know what I say to Dance with Wolves? Step it up. <laughs> Step it up, Dances with Wolves. That's a mashup I want to see. It was like three and a half hours long. They could have had one more dance number. Yeah. One more dance number. You That's what I'm saying. Anyway. Yeah. But, but yeah, Pet Cemetery. I... I, I wonder if we're going to end up getting more movies. Like I would, do, I would like to stand. But will we get a? Is it possible that we could get another Shining? Would they have the balls to make another Shining? It would be a tough. It would be a tough one to put together. Yeah, I th- I think if you have the right, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I hate to just lean on James Wan because there are other capable directors. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, if you gave him some room to move around a little bit. Um, it would, I mean, the, especially when you know everything that trans or a lot of the things that transpired on the set, the way Stanley Kubrick was in directing that and just yeah. how intense he was with, uh, Shelley Duvall, um, how would, would he, would he be like, would he advocate for a new one? Because, you know, he wasn't super excited about the, you know, the original Kubrick yeah, movie. I, I, some people say he's kind of like lightened up on his view, his stance on that movie over the years. Some people say it just depends on when you talk to him. Like he he's prickly about it and he's accepting of it. But would he be okay with that? I want to see Maximum Overdrive remade with Emilio Estevez. I want to <laughs> see. I want him to be in it too. I like I don't him, want it to yeah, be no. anyone else. It's got to be Emilio in it. In it to win it, Emilio. That's all I'm asking for. But seriously, the one other movie that popped into my brain that I could very easily see them doing a remake of is Stand by Me. Yeah. I can see that. that. That could be another one. Like so, like, these are the movies that are picking. It's like Pet Cemetery, not even close to one of my favorite Stephen King movies. Yeah, it's 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 unnerving. It's unsettling. It does what it does very well. Uh, but I just it it doesn't resonate with me very. Yeah. Well. Like I just don't love. I don't love the idea of the dead kid, man. He's he's got. I mean, he, really, in the 
pantheon of everything he put together. He's, I mean, a wildly famous uh, author yeah. and had a number of his books, you know, turned into movies. Oh, yeah. But it, it's when I was like, I can I can go through a lot of them. And, I mean, I, I recently rewatched Christine. Um, oh, that's a good one. That's and, a really good one, yeah. You know, it, it's, it, it holds up, but it's when I was like... I don't, Carrie. I don't, yeah, Carrie. Well, they did redo Carrie. But that's that's the thing. Some of these do well in a vacuum. Some of them do well when they are made. And I've, they have, there's there's more, there's good horror and there's bad horror. Bad horror's always been around. But the good horror that we have now, people are really starting to pay attention to things. And you, you can get some quality craftsmanship in a script and in production value. So, like, you can have, I mean, like, when they did, when they remade It, yeah. Everybody, I mean, everybody I ever talked to is like, oh, the one from my eyes that scared the crap out of me. It's like, yeah. go back and like, I know you have nightmares and it's the worst <laughs> thing ever. And oh my gosh. Go back and rewatch it. It's Tim Curry. He's not. It's uh, it's so, borderline campy. It really is. I mean, it's <laughs> one of those like, when you go back, you're like, I was ever afraid of this? Especially when you watch, like, watch Home Alone 2 first and watch Tim Curry <laughs> and then turn on it. And you're like, wait, that's the same guy. The, the dude from Home Alone 2. Oh, Jesus was, Christ. This guy's not I was scary. like, where's he going with this? Ah. <laughs> yeah, Tim Curry. You watch Tim Curry, you're like, oh, wait, no. He's not scary at all. Tim Curry's awesome, dude. Quit shitting on Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. <laughs> I love Tim Curry in, in the Clue, shadow. man. He's the best he's, butler uh, ever. He's, he's fantastic. Tim Curry is a very skilled actor. Okay. But for everyone to be terrified of yeah. Tim Curry is just ridiculous. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. That Scarscar kid, though. When he does the cross-eyed, weird, oh. blank stare thing that he can do, by the way. He can do that. That's not a CGI thing. He can make his eyes, <laughs> he can make go. His eyes go nuts like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's a talented individual. Wait until the next edition of when we can actually start talking about It too. Oh, oh my yeah. God, I can't wait for that. That's Love the fantastic. cast they pulled together for They this. really did pull a good cast together. <clears throat> so, yeah, Pet Cemetery. Um Looking, I'm looking forward to it. In a, in a by the time April rolls around, I could be cold on it again. But it could happen. You know, it it it's in a it's in the right time slot. And there's uh, really and uh, truly in going through this, there's not a lot coming out in April. Not not really. No. And something that early on. It's in the a bit month of April, lean. Like it's yeah. I feel like March and, and May are a bit stacked. Yeah. But April's not so much. It'll, it'll be nice because it'll give Captain Marvel a good long run um, yeah. to really shine for a while. Maybe um, that's why they're just trying to get out of the way, of Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I'm happy about that. So yeah, that, that totally. And I, and I am very excited about Captain Marvel. Yes. I think it looks really good. Brie Larson looks amazing in it. It's she gonna does. Be fantastic. I, I love the idea of the younger Samuel L. Yes. Jackson. A movie we get to see what happens to his eye, man. Plus a movie set in the '90s. I love the '90s. They had me at the blockbuster. Blockbuster. Scene. Oh, that <laughs> was like we are steeped in the '90s, oh, yeah. folks. Oh yeah, it's gonna be good. Yep. Okay, uh, Adam, what is your number four? <laughs> Oddly enough, my number four was Pet Cemetery. Okay. <laughs> so we're right on the same wavelength crazy there. turnabout there. Yeah, we saved you all some time, apparently. Go. So we had a little bit of an overlap. Yeah, we did it. All right, so we'll move on. Why don't... Okay, tell you what. Tell me your three. We're going to mix it up. We're going to mix it up. We're going to go nuts. Oh, my goodness. I didn't see this coming at all. <laughs> uh, my number three. See... I'm skipping all the way ahead to May now. I'm out of April altogether. Out of April. April is a one-stop shop with Pet Cemetery. May 10th. Okay. Uh, and it is it is one of my favorite people in the entire universe. Is gonna be Don Nuts. Yes. It's <laughs> we're it's a rescreening of the ghost and Mrs. Chicken. <laughs> 
<laughs> is that the best Don Knotts movie? No. Okay. Not. Okay. Apple Dumpling Gang. Uh, Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. <laughs> sure. Okay. Mr. Uh, Roper the movie. Mr. Roper the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Don Knotts. Oh, my my favorite person. My favorite person. One of my favorite people in the entire world. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Ryan Reynolds. Detective Pikachu? Doing the voice for Pikachu in Detective Pikachu. All right. I'm going to pull this up. You can speak about how... So, not a Pokemon fan, fan right? Uh, I I was I was into into it for a minute when I was in high school. Okay, okay. Um, it has been around for a while. It's been around for a while, a good twenty years uh, or so. And um, I I enjoyed the addictive nature of the game. I didn't really mm-hmm. care what was going on. I just enjoyed the idea of you could you had to catch them all. <laughs> yeah, um, Chip Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, that I, I wish it would there would have been a Chip Pokemon game because I would have played the crap out of that. I would have wanted Chip. Yeah. <laughs> I love shoe. It's just the shoe. Trey Parker and Matt Stone. <laughs> give, give us that movie, please. Yes. Give us a Chin Pokemon movie. Ryan Reynolds is a beautiful actor, person, human being. When I when I was reading, and this movie came about fast, man. Yeah. The news started popping up around towards the uh, end of last year, I guess. Ryan Reynolds is going to be the voice of Pikachu. And but really, do we need I, this? I had, I had, I remember when we first started talking about this. I had no frame of reference for this Detective Pikachu as a thing. Yeah, I was like, okay, like I, I have enough wherewithal. I remember the cartoon, and I know there've been a zillion movies, and like I'm pretty sure Pikachu just says the one thing, and I was like, I don't, I, I, oh, this doesn't make any sense. But I was like, all right, I'll go with it. If Ryan signed on, I'm okay. I'm on board. It's all good. And then I saw a trailer. I was like, oh, Ryan. The trailer does look really We're going to get to that trailer in just a second. But, um, yeah, Logan has the game on 3DS. Uh, he, But the thing is, I feel like they missed an opportunity to cast Danny DeVito as the voice of Pikachu. Because in the game, he kind of has that Danny DeVito voice. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. So, but, right, like, so if you are familiar with the game and you hear Pikachu, but he's so freaking cute. Pikachu, yeah, but Ryan Reynolds is a hilarious guy. And let's face it, people like seem to enjoy Ryan Reynolds a tad bit more than Danny DeVito. He's a national treasure. I don't know why Danny DeVito is amazing, but he's no Ryan Reynolds. No. See, the, and the, I would like to see a miniature version of Deadpool as with Danny DeVito. Oh, <laughs> that would be great because they're in the comics. Oh God, there make is, that happen. There is, there is a, there's a Deadpool kid. And if you had Ryan Reynolds, because there's Lady Deadpool, there's Dogpool, oh, there's gosh. Kidpool. So if you had Danny DeVito... So could we have like a multiverse type movie? If you had Danny DeVito as Kidpool, and you had Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, I don't know who you'd get it. I would have been cast it mentally in my head as with Lady uh, Lady Deadpool and Dogpool. But, Rhea uh, Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to watch the trailer now. Pikachu with no memory who's addicted to caffeine. This is what a Frenchman would call... Caliente Fiesta. There he is. In all of it looks that it was like a tongue. I remember that being a big thing when this trailer dropped. It looks phenomenal. It really does. The Charizard is so cool looking. And it's the kid from uh, the new uh, Jurassic World. Yep. And I, I like that you get the Pika Pika and then go right back to the Ryan Reynolds. Yes. 
It's like a look who's talking, but with Ryan Reynolds as like he, Pikachu. And I'm curious how far they're going to let him go because he's. I mean, he's. He there's a real body kind of um, nature to Ryan Reynolds' humor. So I know, oh yeah, I know there there's see there's silent but deadly. Apologies, my tummy's bad from all the coffee. There's hints of that kind of sarcasm. Love it, and the kids and the adults get the jokes. Uh, I'm I'm very I'm very eager for this. I'm my I'm. I've showed my kids the trailers a yeah. number of times, and they're very excited. Oh yeah, I showed Logan is huge into Pokemon. He's he's at that age. He's got the binders of cards. Uh, he has you know the Let's Go Pikachu on the Switch, and he's just he loves Pokemon. He watches the cartoon all the time, so he's ripe for this thing. But it it's it looks appealing to so many people. Like Laura is excited to see this. I think she's more excited to see that than she is like Captain Marvel. It's, you know. It's, it, it's one of those that everybody's going to enjoy this. I have a feeling it could be the Lego movie yeah. of the, of the yeah. summer. I, I think it's going it, to... You don't necessarily have to be a, a, a Pokemon fan. No. Fan, um, because it looks cute. Ryan Reynolds is entertaining. Uh, the, the, you know, the Justice... What is his name? Uh, I can't think of his name, but he, he, he's yeah. good. I think he's going to do just fine carrying the load of the, of the human face... Yes. Um, it can't be easy going against Ryan Reynolds, and you can't even see Ryan yeah. Reynolds, especially. You don't even. You can't even appreciate. Like, was he there? Like, I don't think he was. So, like, how do you how do you play off a guy like Ryan Reynolds yeah. if he's not even there? That would be a tough one. That's gonna be tricky. That's gonna be tricky. But in the trailer, I think they nail it. Yeah, it looks really good. It, it's gonna be. I I think it's gonna be a big hit. I think it's gonna like take movies like Aladdin. Not Aladdin's. I think June. But uh, they're like Dumbo, things like that. It's, it's going to do way better than those yeah. movies, I think. And uh, I, it was it was on my list. I, I knocked it down because, I don't know, like I just don't feel like I, I didn't have enough to say about Pokemon, I guess. See, <clears throat> this is the other day when I was talking to our good friend, um, Jerry Testaverde. That, see, I'd, I'd been having a conversation with Jerry. Oh, he's my a, gosh. He's a big fan of the show. Could we, could we call him up? We could call him up. We can see if we get Jerry. Let's get, let's get him on the. Let's call him right now. Get him on the horn, as they say. We're gonna say. get him on the horn. We're gonna call Jerry's. Uh, we're gonna call the deli, the delicatessen, the delicatessen. See and uh, we're we're just gonna have a few words with Jerry. Hey, Jerry, how's it going? Hey, Jerry Testaverde here. How are you? Great, man. It's it's Ron from uh, Cinemasters. I got Adam here. Ah, yeah. We. Uh, I was. I was. Uh, I'm sorry. I, you know, I was talking to him the other day. Um, he was. He, we were having a conversation. Uh, you know about uh, about movies, the motion pictures um, that people go to the theater to see. Uh, and he was he was telling me there's a, there's a new movie with uh, with that uh, the, what's his uh, the delightful uh, Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Hey, I just I just found out I was watching see what it was. The other day I was in the middle I was I was slicing up some pastrami for a sandwich. Oh God! Do you have to plug the, the <clears throat> delicatessen? It's a part of my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm a fourth generation delicatessen owner, and sandwiches. I promise I, we'll plug the delicatessen. It's good, good. I, I would love to be an official advertiser for the program. You know, I, I don't know in what you know what capacity that is. Could you pay us in meats? I would love to pay you in meat. I have some of the best sandwich meats available <laughs> on the market today. That's that's all I'm gonna say. You know, pound for pound, dollar for dollar. I just, you know, you, the kinds of sandwiches that I put out there, you know, just beautiful, beautiful sandwiches. 
Um, so I'm slicing up, I'm slicing up some pastrami, and I'm watching this movie with uh, with Sandy, Sandy Bullock, the proposal, and I'm watching it, and there's this there's this fella in the movie. I don't know who he is, but he's he's very very he's got great charisma. You know, there's a lot of charisma just oozing off the screen. This guy, and it, and it, who is this guy? He's got that thing. Right? He's got that thing. You know, you're just like, oh, this guy. Who is this guy? What's he doing? Where'd he come from? I don't even know. I find out he's Canadian. That's that blew my mind. I couldn't even believe it. But uh, maybe you could make a sandwich inspired by like the Ryan Reynolds Canadian sandwich. I'll have to, it, probably a lot of Canadian bacon. Uh, Obviously, it's uh, really the only meat we get from Canada. I don't know what a maple syrup. That seems like it would be a little heavy. Uh, I'll have to toy around with it just a little. You know, just you're an artist. You're an artist, Jerry. I. It's what I do. I have I get inspiration for sandwiches from very specific places, and when these inspirations hits me, I just it just you know, boom, bam, sandwich. There it is. And it's it's some of these sandwiches. I tell you, they're explosive. So Adam was he was mentioning this movie's coming out. Yes, talking about this uh, with the Pikachu and, and it's Ryan Reynolds. I you know as far as I know, it does not feature Sandy Bullock. So I can't. Nice. I will have to look into that. I can't promise I'm going to check it out. But if you're looking for a Sandy Bullock recommendation, I highly recommend The Proposal. It was a lovely <laughs> film. It was a lovely <laughs> film. That's all I'm going to say. I'm sorry. Scenes away, though, from Sandy. And, yeah, it was complimentary. Compliment, like if you get... He's a nice kid. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's got a good face. You know, you trust him. You believe him. You think, oh, this guy could leave this... I could leave my kids with this guy, and I would be okay. But you don't have kids, Jim. No, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have kids. If I did, I would leave them with them. Even after just meeting the guy. I would meet this guy and say, hey, I got to step out for a minute. Would you watch the delicatessen? Here's my children. That's and I'm like you can, right? That's what I would do. I would. My delicatessen is like my child. Would you let, would you let, would you leave him with the cutter, the slicer? You know, you have to have a license to use a slicer. Okay. But I would leave it unplugged. You know, he if he plugs it back in, he chops his fingers off. What can I do? You know, that's why that's why I got him into the insurance. But I don't think he, I, he's just he's got that kind of face you could trust. I feel like if this guy's like, hey, I, we've got some turkey that's already sliced up, and I can I can package that up for you, put it on the scale, I could sell it to you. He could do that. If you know, I'm just gonna step out for a minute, probably. I, you know, I, I can't imagine I would be gone from the delicatessen that long. But what's he gonna do? You know, he's Ryan Reynolds. He's, yeah. he can do no wrong. People are gonna love him. I gotta love him. He's a good kid, that Ryan Reynolds. He's a great kid. Great kid. <laughs> love him. Love him. He's got, probably got a good, solid family. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. They probably eat lots of meat. Lots, lots of it. I, I would fix him, fix him all kinds of cut cutlets, you know, I, I, whatever. Whatever he needs, whatever he wants. Yeah, I, I, would, I would go, I would go just paper thin. Or thick. I don't know what kind of sandwich. Well, you look at his physique, he's probably going to go thin. He's going to go, I, you know. Maybe Although, a, it, unless he's bulking up for a Deadpool movie. Maybe a nice aioli. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm saying that kid looks like... So is that your pick? Is that your meat pick of the week? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to go with that. That's what I'm... Again, it's, that's what I always says. Pound for pound, dollar for dollar. That's my pick of the week. That's, what I, that's, that's you know, the proposal. Go see it, kids. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Jerry. Uh, so you're you're looking forward to Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. I will maybe. I, I probably won't be there. But you know, you should go see it. 
It's and and you're, you're basing this recommendation mainly because he was in a movie with Sandy. He was in a movie with Sandy. Is that really what we're getting down to? Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> That's right. Very few movies without Sandy Bullock are, are going to end up in my, you know, proverbial Netflix queue like the like the kids are talking about. But, you know, if if Sandy's in it, I'm there all the way. All the way. 100%. Unless unless the Sandy movie is streaming on Netflix or if she has a movie, God forbid, releasing in theaters. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you that uh, at 28 Days Later, not a sequel. Not a sequel for a Sandy Bullock movie. No one told me. No one told me. I was very upset. Very upset at that. Just wanted to, I was thinking about that. You did look at the cover of the... No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't at all. Okay. That's, that's not my style. Uh, I, got, I left the I left the delicatessen with this Ryan. Key. Yeah, I got too many things going on here to be looking at covers and pictures and this and that. I can just let me put it on. Let me put it on. a slice up, fix some sandwiches. Well, Jerry, on behalf of myself and Adam, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you very much. Eat, you know, come to the delicatessen and and we'll fix you up a sandwich. All right, there you go. Jerry's Jerry's a wonderful guy. He's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. Much like Bill Murray. Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray, Jerry Testaverde. Yeah. What's not to love about him? Uh, He's nothing, a delicate Nothing. I dare, you to, I dare you to say I, a bad word about him. Yeah. I dare you. I double dog dare you. Triple dog. Oh. oh. <laughs> you have eclipsed me once again, Ron Avis. Okay. Well, that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to one-up. And I have final editing cut, yeah. so <laughs> I can always just shut you up and have Once, the last word. The, I could, you could, the, the entire thing could literally be me, no audio. No <laughs> it's audio. just a donkey just sound stand. coming out of yeah. your mouth. <laughs> the entire time. Oh, this guy seems really un- unintelligent. Okay, so yeah. that was uh, your number three. We'll, we'll just move on over to my number right into three, three. Uh, which uh, it's a May release as well, the end of May. So we're just sliding right into, uh, we're getting primed for June, and that's Godzilla King of Monsters. And I have faith, I I was a pretty big fan of the Godzilla movie that came out uh, with the kick-ass kid. Yep. (laughs) And and, uh, Quicksilver, I cannot think of his name, but I I was... something Johnson? Something like that, I, yeah. But, yeah, Taylor... uh, Yeah. I don't know. But there's an Aaron and a Taylor and a Johnson and there's some maybe even a bigger name in the movie was uh Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. And he, he wasn't in the whole movie, no. but really the whole reason to watch the thing was to see Godzilla anyway. That's it, you know, and it, and it also had Elizabeth Olsen in it. Yes. It was kind of like a little uh, Avengers yeah, reunion Quicksilver right there. and Scarlet Witch back together. Or was the movie actually probably came out before the Avengers: Age of Ultron? I don't know. It probably did. I don't care enough to pay attention. And I don't know. <laughs> time is a construct. But yeah, time is a construct. But it does have a really interesting cast. It looks really dark. Yes. It's like End of Days. It's got Eleven in it from Stranger Things. It does, which you know I do enjoy that show. It's got that Vera, what's her face Omega. in it? Yep, I like her. She's been uh, busy lately. She has been. She's been very busy, and she's not even playing Lorraine uh, Warren. No. She's just doing other stuff. She doesn't have a Boston accent that I can tell. Unfortunately. She's pretty good at it. Um, so this is the third in that series, and we all know that it's going to culminate between somehow King Kong is going to fight Godzilla. But if you are a fan of those old, got like, 70s, Godzilla monster movies like if you like Rodan and I'm pretty sure all these guys are you know, yeah it's, it looks it looks good I don't want to overthink it we're just going to watch the trailer yes 
I'll go ahead and spoiler alert here. This is actually my Hello? number five. So. Oh, this is your. Yeah, it's my number five on my list. So okay. We're moving right along here. Well, yours worth watch. We are. We're some overlap. Tone is good. I'm trying to reach. I love. I love the way they hint at everything. Everything's just yeah. kind of like, just these shadows and outlines and quick. I'm. I'm. I'm jonesing for a good monster movie. Yeah. I want a kaiju monster movie in the way that Rampage bit was kind of disappointing. Rampage did not hit as well as I was hoping. We, I still enjoy it. We've watched it a number of times. My kids love I it. I love seeing the legendary logo. Yes. They make good movies. Just so much destruction. We believe that these Titans... Oh, Thomas Middleditch. Love Oh, Thomas yeah. Middleditch. Love that guy, too. Love his, I love his Sprint commercials. He's... <laughs> Big, he was one of the reasons why I started watching Silicon Valley because I love him. He's a good show. Oh, that is so freaking rad. I, what I like too, what I like from the onset is um, you really get a sense of how magnificent the the, the fight is going to be. We would be his. No. Yeah. We would be his. Love that line. Ken wants. As a human being, just have you ever felt more sm like just small and helpless, seeing like Godzilla and all these monsters? Uh, I, I'm so, the, this what the hell are we as human beings gonna do to contribute to this fight? This and this Godzilla is badass. Yeah, he Kyle is. Chandler. Love Kyle Chandler there. Kyle Chandler's good. Liked him in the game. Game night. And this, when you when you see that. That the face of Godzilla, you get all these quick. The cuts. sounds too, like when yes. you get into it, when you're seeing this at like IMAX or whatever, it's gonna just sound amazing too. There and he is. He's just like he's coming at him. Look at his scales, man. Yeah. They're like glowing. The, uh, it's just gonna be such an epic confrontation, and I'm very, very, very excited about it. So you know, it's a popcorn movie. And yeah. it's summertime, and it's that's it's appropriate. It's perfect for that. It's just perfect for that. It's going to get us, you know, primed for summer. Um, I I'm super excited to see it. Uh, from the first teaser that I saw, I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be badass. It's just going to be monsters punching each other for like and two hours probably. Because this movie has to be really expensive. It looks expensive. It as looks hell. insane. <laughs> and when they did, uh, it, to me, it feels like an Independence Day. Just a big yes, it really does. And, and but like the original Independence Day versus it's what's funny to me is it feels like the destruction, not resurgence. No, <laughs> the destruction of everything feels like it's on par with resurgence. But one of the things I hated about resurgence was it felt like okay, yeah, we win the confrontation and woohoo! But like the entire infrastructure of the world is destroyed. Yeah. So like we may not have been conquered by aliens, but like where are we going to get food tomorrow? Right. Like that's just, oh, well, we won. It's like, yeah, but the entire world is in rubble. This, it feels like there's like, it gives off this impression that there's going to not only just be this these great monster fights, but there's going to be some semblance of like a, a cohesive plan and plot to it. Mm -hmm. Especially because you know there's there's this build up towards King Kong Godzilla. There's really interesting actors. They I think I think they casted these guys just not to be pretty. Like they're yeah. they're real actor character actors. Yes. Hopefully they're gonna give them interesting something interesting to do and say. I feel like they will. And I'm in between the monsters punching each other, yeah. which 
in the at the end of the day, it's all I'm really interested in. But if you can make a good story, it feels like it will have that. Because yeah. the the other, I mean, like that was one of the things when the 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 Godzilla remake came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't clamor for it. I wasn't hungry for a new Godzilla. Um, but a, a buddy of mine, he had said, "Oh, dude, you got you got to see this movie. You got to see it." So I was like, "All right, yeah. fine, I'll check it out." So I got it, and I sat down and watched. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, they nailed the dread of like what a it would be like to live in a world with Godzilla. It was, I mean, it was really, really, really well done. And, and by when they got around to Kong, mm. you know, I, it, I, it was the same kind of thing. It was like, by this point, I, I had the understanding of the framework of the plan they're putting together. It's like, okay, yeah. I need to be a party to Kong. And I watched it. It was like John Goodman and um, Sam Jackson. And I mean, it was a great cast in that. Brie Larson, John C. Riley, Yeah. And all these big... And people. Loki. Yeah. <laughs> and he was really good. He really was. was. Like, okay. Yeah. And I liked it because I know he had been trying to hit that mark for a long time. He right. originally auditioned to be Thor and got cast as Loki. But he really held his own as the action star of that movie. It's like, this is great. And I like that that movie is like, it's it's almost winking at you yeah. through most of that movie. Like, there's great action and just craziness. Yeah. And I, maybe it's the inclusion of John C. Riley. I don't know why like... There needs to be like some comedic elements to what's happening there because it's just monsters again going after each other. Um, but I hope there's a Kong cameo of some kind. Yeah. They're gonna have to explain how how is he gonna grow enough in size because he they he was a like more or less a child in yeah. in the the Kong movie that came out a couple of years ago if I'm not mistaken. So he will grow. Yeah, he's but will he to. also become a bit more radioactive somehow? Like how is he gonna how is he even possibly gonna you know challenge Godzilla because, and you see how big Godzilla is in that oh, trailer oh yeah because the, the the big confrontation in Kong was Kong versus the you know the skull walkers right it was, it was like right. those were I mean they were big yeah but, and the humans I mean really the they're like you know they're getting in the way and yeah. making things kind of difficult but it was you know when you're when you're comparing the two the, the contrast is pretty significant I mean you know King Kong was big but Godzilla I mean the, these guys were I mean massively um, outshining, you know, huge buildings. So it's yeah. like, okay, there's there's going to have to be some kind of something. And happens. so there's got to have to be a way for the humans to tip the scale yeah. and help Godzilla. He can't just defeat all of them alone. If, they're gonna, <clears throat> if they really want to sell this movie, they're going to have to, the humans are going to have to play a role in this somehow. Yeah. Well, and because and what, I'm, what I'm curious about too is when, you know, because at, at the end of Kong is when you get this teaser for these, the, the rest of these monsters. Yes, so it's yes. like at the I'm ass, I'm assuming at the end of Godzilla we'll get more teasers for the next Kong. We have to, right? And so I'm, I'm Warner very, Brothers is going for it. Like they're yeah. not skimping on these movies. No, they're really nail and so it is. I'm curious what will be the reason that we have a, if we're pairing up with Godzilla in this movie. Yeah. What would be the reason that we would put Godzilla versus Kong? I don't know. So that's I think I'm all I think I'm more excited to see how that's gonna work yeah. out than I am him seeing this movie, which is going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to enjoy every second of this. It's going to be intense. I'm very interested to see how they're going to work Kong in for the next movie that they're it's you know, going to so be. The framework huge... of this, it's going to be King Kong versus uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. That's, that's what they're going that's for. That's their Avengers for. moment, basically. Exactly. So, and I love the way that Warner Brothers is doing it. You know, they, they you know, you got a Godzilla movie with a tease, and then a couple years later, the King Kong movie comes out, and it was a Kind of a surprise hit. I yeah. really don't know if people expected it to be a big hit. I think they kept the budget just right. I think they did too. Uh, and and they hired in actors who were notable 
a good act, like recognizable, yeah. but not a Tom Cruise or something no. like that. So, you know, you Sam Jackson, John Goodman, Brie Larson, who yeah. is not yet Captain Marvel. I mean, this it's a good it was a good cast. Yeah. Interesting cast and it looked beautiful. King Kong was amazing. That was that movie great. was I love that movie. It I, I like it actually better than the Godzilla remake from a couple of years before that. I would I would agree. So, but yes, um, this king the the king of monsters, like you, I love that line. Will be his. Yes. Holy crap! I mean, like we've seen enough King Kong movies to know like that's the real that's the case. <laughs> and the way that Ken Watanabe just he just drops it in there, and it just like it just hits because even when there's like everybody's like ah oh would right. be our pet. It's yeah. like no no no. Let me cut through whatever you think is happening here and yes. frame this for you perfectly. We're his pets. Love it. Just perfect. All right, Adam. What's your number two, sir? My number two. Um, this would be um, the. Uh, I'm hoping. I guess there's a part of me that's hoping it's not a, fi- a final installment, but it is the third installment of the John Wick trilogy, John Wick uh, Parabellum. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I have been I've been eagerly awaiting this movie ever since the credits roll. Rolled on uh, John Wick Two. Great setup from the second one. Yeah, I uh, just and like that's gonna be the shit is got real, oh my son. God. Yeah, <laughs> and it, we there's uh, we get a lot more Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. so Neo and Morpheus are back together, together again. again, and we get Halle Berry. She's have you noticed that like that's kind of her thing now? Yeah, she just gets dropped in as like the eighth or ninth. Yeah, but it's it's mm, you know it's Halle Berry, she, and she, she had a small role in uh, Kingsman. Kingsman Golden yep. Circle, but yep. it was if she played it well and it was, was deserving of it. it and fine. so I'm like, all right, I, I, what I like about this is it, is it I feel like it's one of those where like she she really started to wane in the mid 2000s, yeah. early 2010s. Yeah, um, and I think once people saw her topless, it almost feels like people stopped caring about Halle Berry. I know it sounds terrible. But, uh, you know, she got, like, the big paycheck for Swordfish. Swordfish. She won her Academy Award for Monster. Monster Well-deserved. Yep. Great, great movie. Not Monster. Uh, Monster's, Monster's Ball. Ball. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's not fair. Because it she is like talented. She, it seemed like she kind of stopped trying a little bit. Like, yeah. she... Well, she, and then she was making that X-Men money, too. Yeah. She had she had the money coming in. Yeah. She had... She'd earned, you know, her... She'd earned that Academy Award. Oh, yeah. So I mean, she, she had to have sex with Billy Bob Thornton. For yeah, sakes. and that's... <laughs> that's not high on anybody's... That's not high no. on Billy Bob Thornton's list. <laughs> like, he knows. He's well aware. What uh, he's you know, I like the way you talk. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, I'm sorry you. about my naked body. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the inclusion of Halle Berry is just icing on the cake. She's going to be like, she, I hope she's a badass. I get the feeling that she will. And I feel like it could kind of, you know, it won't. Because Keanu Reeves is like a known, he just throws himself into these movies. He is a presence. He actually transforms himself into a legitimate badass. Yeah. And I, and and then you see movies where Charlize Theron was like pretty believable badass. Yep. In, uh, Atomic Atomic Blonde. Blonde. So. I hope that Halle Berry is a believable badass and not just like some damsel in distress and heels with like a push-up bra or whatever. Like, she she feels like she will be a good compliment to him. Could um, this be a big break, like a comeback movie for her, you think? I, I feel like it could bring her back to the point where she would have a co-starring role. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get the feeling like this would bring it back to like, hey, we let's write a Halle Berry 
vehicle. Yeah, you're right. People but are I, going to see John Wick. I, I think I think because of that and because of her performance, you could get her dropped in here and she would. Sorry, I'm skewing up the trailer there. I, there's an eagerness to it. You just can't. It's palpable. Yeah, palpable. All right, let's let's, let's jump into this trailer. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, the motorcycle fight. <laughs> Anytime you do motorcycle fight, just make uh. motorcycle fight the movie, and I'll go see that. <laughs> just two hours of people riding motorcycles fighting. And then the music. Oh, I, I love it from Man of La Mancha, The Impossible Dream. Just, it's got a lost in translation kind of thing. Look yeah. how grimy the city looks there. There's, it's a beautifully shot movie. There's and there's Angelica Houston there. You got there's a there's a it's darker, Morticia. Yes, there's a darker tone to this. You know, not like the other two have been like, hey, super happy, fun, upbeat. You know, kind of <laughs> right. Yeah, is, oh, John Wick is that a romantic comedy? No, it's a. I'm gonna kill everybody. Jennifer Aniston's definitely not. Yes, in this movie. no. If she was, she would be probably murdered. Um, Ian McShane. I love Ian McShane. He's fantastic. I just love his voice. I hope he doesn't need a new heart for $50,000. <laughs> Wick's going to make him shit his pants. And away we go. Ah. That scene. He's, I just, oh. How do they keep making these gunfights seem so interesting, but they do? Love Lawrence Fishburne. There's just, there's a frantic precision to what he does that's just, it's. It's it's the kind of action movie where like you find yourself not being able to breathe. He's on a horse. (laughs) He's riding a horse. He's in the desert. What's he doing in the desert? And then there's Halle Berry. Oh, there's Halle Berry showing off, you know, her Just berries. She's and I mean she's. But she's aged wearing well. leather pants. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Halle Berry, as like some hike, will never not yeah. be attractive. She's beautiful. So I. And the, the dogs are getting the fact in on that the, the action. Dogs are in it. <clears throat> the dogs are back, baby. John Wick's got a new See, dog. Um, I just. It's it's it looks cool and exciting. I had a feeling you were going to say John Wick, so I left it off my list. But that does not mean that I'm not excited to see it's, it. It uh, really and truly, I mean, even if I had put these in order of what I'm most excited of, John and when, Wick, what's the release date of John Wick? Uh, it's the 17th of May, five seventeen. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I I'm with you. I kind of feel like I I hope they can wrap this up in a way, in a satisfying way. I don't I don't I think once they if they get to a four, it's going to start feeling. The like o- over outstate it's welcome. The only other story I would be curious for them to do is if, if a fourth installment a fourth installment to me would be the final one that I could really rationalize having mm-hmm. and it would be a prequel. It would be go back to because we've talked and unless they cover it in this one which I don't know that they will yeah but there was all of this talk about the night that he got out right like right the right. night that he stopped being John Wick and you know, went to live this life with his wife who's now dead. And right. So they just, they've alluded to it so many times that there's just this curiosity. Where do you get that peaked. car? It's like, yeah. you know, and then there was the marker in the second one that yeah. is like, okay, what is the marker? How does that, so there's a lot of curiosities there that if they wanted to put those into a prequel fourth installment, I would be satisfied. But if they close it out with this, I think it would be a great trilogy in and of itself. There could be a temptation to do that. 
Yeah. Um, prequels I've learned over the years are usually not, it's, they're it's just dangerous. usually not a good idea. Yeah. They always sound interesting, but then something about just leaving something unspoken and imagining it the works. myth and yeah. just, I feel like that's just in my years of watching these movies, it's just usually for the better as, as, as much as you want the explanation. Um, and maybe it's just the star Wars movie. Just beat that out of me. But I don't think that I think there's been other prequels that I was just not in this. It's just not satisfying. It, Once you see it, it's hard. It's hard because by the time you get to a prequel, the action and everything that you have to do with the movie, you have to keep stepping it up in that, you know, that, but, that, but that doesn't make sense too, because I hear what you're saying yeah. because it is a sequel of whether it's a prequel or not. And the, the tendency is you do need to step it up, but if it's a prequel, it should be, Lesson, yeah, it should exactly. be toned down. And would they have the? Would they be able to do that? And I don't know that they could. They would have to just know that that's the end. And just not care how much money it makes. I don't know how much money this movie. I'm sure it'll probably make all of its money in its first weekend. Yep. Uh, but none of the John Wick movies were huge hits. No. They make just enough. Yeah. And you know, it's it's all on Keanu Reeves' shoulder. And, and as he, long as he's willing to do that, put his body through that. I, I think he is one of the most underrated actors. I think because a lot of what people remember him from is like that surferish kind of, I mean, like Point Break, yeah. Bill and Ted. Like he's he's got that kind of, but he's he's such a dedicated actor that he puts so much time and so much energy into learning, okay, what do I need to know? To, I mean, like the military training that he did to be yeah. John Wick and the working with the guns and the fighting styles and all. I mean, like he, for months and months and months in advance, he transforms himself into the character and he doesn't do it in that really douchey way like Christian Bale does, where he's like just goes full like I'm a character actor, I'm a yeah. I'm a I'm getting into this. I doubt he's blowing up and having little tantrums no. on set because he's just a, he's a cool guy too. He's yeah. a really super nice, down to earth guy from I've all seen, all accounts. And you know he does. He seems like a really charitable I just, guy. I have a lot of respect for him. I just I really I'm glad he has had the longevity in, in Hollywood that he has. My issue with Keanu Reeves always was that period of time, and it's not his fault. Uh, they people, and for a long time, insisted on casting him as a romantic lead. Yeah, and that's not he's a not. good thing for Keanu Reeves. No. He, he's he's a cool dude. Just let him be a cool dude. A walk in the clouds. <laughs> what was the What was the one where the the cabin or something where it was like a time traveling mailbox? Ah, with, with, with Sandy, Sandy Bullock. <laughs> yeah. The Lake House. Yeah, the Lake House. I watched house. that just a few weeks ago. Oh, man. I, I know what Jerry would say, but... Jerry would have nothing but good things to say. Nothing but good say. <laughs> but no. you know what I mean. It's oh, like, yeah. he just let him be a cool guy, uh, and he's and he's golden, because he, he is, he, he's, he doesn't have a lot of range as an actor. Like, you say you have a lot of respect for him as an actor. Yes, he throws himself into a role, and but if you can just let him do that yeah. and, and and let him kind of wink at the camera every once in a while. That's all he needs to do. That's it. That's all he needs to do. But he's he's not like a good actor per se. But I, I, I love him to death. I love yeah. I, I actually when Keanu Reeves enters frame, I'm interested. Yep. No matter what it is, I'm just interested. Every time. All right, John Wick three, anything else we say about that? I'm excited. Okay, me too. Me too. All right, so my next movie is <clears throat> a movie that I didn't even wasn't even on my radar, and that's doing this show. I, I assumed there would be a movie that, you know, I'm combing trailers. You know what? What's the like? It's not a sequel, and it's not something you. It's people talking about, and it's got 
actors like Elizabeth Banks in it, but this movie is called Brightburn. And it, it's got one of the craziest trailers. I can't wait to share this with you guys. It looks really cool. I'm very excited to see this. James Gunn. What's he been up to? He's been producing this. I really like her. I think she's underrated. She, yeah, I agree. Elizabeth Banks. I know it's been difficult for you lately that you feel different from other kids. You are different. After your dad and I got married, we prayed for a baby for so long. Oh, I think I, I, I'm just trying to think. It's, a it's almost kind of like a Superman yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's straight up Superman, really, at this point. It, yeah, but it's there's an ominous tone. There's an to ominous it. tone. Very ominous tone. Feels like things might turn. And it's not just the, the trailer telling you that it might turn bad. <laughs> things could happen. You are special. Anytime there's laundry out on the clothes, you can't line. go wrong with laundry blowing in, especially at night. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I've, I've not used the clothesline, so I don't know what protocol is. But <laughs> I feel like it would bring it in before dark. And this movie feels like it could very easily enter like cheesy, like you know, like you've seen this movie before. But it starts to sell me more towards the end of the trailer. They really sell the creepiness of this kid. The grin, subtle grin there, mm -hmm. and like uh, this scene coming up with the, oh my god, gave me chills when I saw it. Not a good kid. It feels like he might have some issues. Therapeutically, we would Oh my god, look at those eyes, man. Those red eyes. Oh my gosh. This looks good. See, this is the movie that Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, is basing his whole premise of Superman off of. Okay. He's, he's just like, this is what Superman could be. He uh -huh. could be this thing that we can't control. Because when you think Superman, you're like, oh, Superman is a good guy. He's going to no, save yeah. everybody. Superman, we all know Superman's a good guy. But it's all but we don't know that, too. It's all contingent upon him maintaining right. his general moral goodness. Right. And if that ever changed, we don't have any recourse. Well, too, in, in the Superman, as, as Clark Kent, had those that he, he just happened to crash land into Kansas, the heartland. And he had, you know, the Kents to look after him and, and, and you know, and raise him. And it's not like the... Uh, the parents in this movie, they don't seem like they'd be bad. That I'm, I'm getting a bit of an alcoholic -y beard kind of thing going on with that guy. He could be a douche. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't trust that beard. A little too much alcohol. But, you know, Elizabeth Hanks is certainly amiable. Yeah. Well, plus plus you have this this modern backdrop of being a preteen teenager in the world today yeah. and how different. I mean, when you think about the plight of the teenage um, Clark Kent, you know, there might have been there might have been a, a, a rowdy bunch of boys that were, you know, ne'er do wells. It was like every, Ooh, ne -er -do -well. <laughs> everybody would have been generally pretty accepting because he was just a, a normal kid. 
but in this world that these kids are growing up in, there's, and I like, I like that as a potential commentary going through it. You know, <clears throat> I, I got a real creepy vibe just yeah. throughout this whole movie. I, the scene where like, you know, he's kind of trying to get into that area where the spaceship, I guess, where they stashed the spaceship. Yeah. Very creepily done. Uh, I, I don't know how big of an influence They're, they plastered James Gunn's name on here, but I think it was actually written by his brother. Um, uh, oh gosh, what's there's like three guns. There's like Matt Gunn and a couple others. Billy Gunn. Uh, yeah, Bill Bill Gunn. I think he's kind of the writer director of this, and I think James Gunn's just they might just be trying to sell some tickets. I don't know, but uh, you know if he if he has put a bit of a polish on it. I mean, James Gunn's amazing. Yeah. Uh, whatever <laughs> the politics of what happened it's I, it's I, what's done is done it still ticks me off it, it yeah it's it's kind of a shame but it's just if this movie benefits story. from you know like that incident right there they i feel like they've got something here and i like i like movies with like a dark curve to the superhero genre like chronicle yeah that was, that was a really cool movie that came out of nowhere yeah if this could be something like it has a chronicle feel to me, it does a bit. And it, it look it's it looks super low budget, but very very uh, on tone. Yeah, and uh, the the you know the, that scene at the end where he's got like the red eyes and he's got like that weird mask. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's like a horror movie, but he's an alien. So we'll see. You know, I it it very well could be disappointing, but just based on that trailer that I showed you that we watched. Uh, it's way up there. It's yeah. It, it would have made it would have cracked my five if we hit, had included superhero yeah. movies. Uh, so and we'll see. You know, that, I, I think I think it's got a lot of potential. Got high potential. Now, had you heard of that movie before? I've seen I've seen that trailer. When you said the name, like it, I was I was digging. It's got a weird like, name where, that might hurt it. Brightburn. It's like what's you know. It it it'll be and I I get the feeling of that's the name of his superhero. Okay. Um, just that logo looks like it could be like a backwards B and a forward B. Like mm. I, I get the feeling like that could be the name of his little superhero. I yeah. don't know. Um, but I, I think, I, I think it's got a good, it feels like it's got a good presence and it'll, it won't, it won't get lost amongst the other superhero movies coming out. I think if nothing else that will, it's counter programming to those it, movies. It will inflate it because it's like, Oh, superheroes, People will be in that mindset, and I, so I think it will get some good play from that. What was the name of that movie that came out a couple of years ago, right around this time slot, that had Michael Shannon in it? He played like the dad of the kid who uh, had like the power to, like it was Jaden Lieberher, um, the kid from It. Um, yeah, that that was a really cool movie. That it, was a good movie. I, I get that. I get a bit of a sense of that tone too. Yeah. You know, like it, it's very low budget, but the, the story's good, and you get yeah. good actors. You know, I don't know if Elizabeth Banks can carry a movie like this or not. She's she's I mean she's got a lot of talent in my opinion. She could do comedic, she could do action, she she yeah. can do a lot of things. And she can. She, and, I mean she's she's even. I mean, I mean she's, she's very hilarious. Oh, absolutely. You know that that's her wheelhouse. We'll see how she does in this. Movie. This is this will be this will be a new stretch for her because yeah. she'll be front and center. Um, but I, I think she could hold her own in this. I, I do too. I, I have faith in her. I think I'd, I'd, I'd like to see her expand her role. And I, I feel like just by what they're setting up in the trailer, she could be very integral in the mitigation of the threat. You know, oh, yeah. Whatever relationship she has with this kid. Well, she's Martha, right? Yeah. <laughs> your, your mom's name is Martha? Well, my name, my mom's name is Martha. We should stop fighting because this is a stupid movie. <laughs> But that that's, is not that's a big a fan of the DC yeah, cinematic DC. universe. <laughs> All right, so you've already revealed that yeah. Godzilla, King of Godzilla Monsters, was, was like your that was my 
your number five. Yep. So uh, that will just skip over to me, I guess. Go for it. And Jordan Peele's Us coming out March 22nd. I was curious about oh, that. Oh, man, this has got me so excited. I just want to watch the it trailer right now. It looks really good. Sometimes <clears> things <throat> line up. A couple of the folks from uh, Black Panther in this ring. Yeah, her. I think. And I think he is too, isn't he? Him. He's the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was the one of the other tribes guy. Yeah, he's the leader of the mountain gorillas. Love the Jaws shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I this is a really big moment for Jordan Peele. Yeah, I like, I mean, Jordan Peele, and I still have not seen Get Out. That's whatever. But Just see it. I know. Just I mean, watch it. no occasion for me to purposely do that. I'm not avoiding oh, it at God. this point. The look on that girl's face. There, this. It's like, uh, it's like the strangers. Yeah. Um, but creepier. On, yeah. On just, it, it looks way creepy. It. I like. I want to. I want to meet Jordan Peele and just be like, "How are you? You? What, what did? Who did something to you? Because <laughs> he's such a funny guy. He's, uh, he. I mean, he, that's how he came on the scene for everybody. Yeah. He was Key and Peele. Right. And he's just this super funny guy, and he's super talented. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "You're super dark too. What on earth?" And I haven't. I haven't seen any of it yet. But from what I'm reading, the Twilight Zone thing that he's doing is pretty creepy too i haven't i haven't watched anything but I, I need to yeah but you know once again i was like trending on twitter it's like jordan peele a lot about zones. like it's it's gonna be good so and is that like a paramount network thing that they're doing or um or is that gonna be mainstream i feel like, like cbs is involved in it yeah for some reason we'll so. see yeah that's i it it looks very similar to uh, I think there's going to be some funny moments where it needs to be funny. Yeah, cut the tension a little it's bit. It's going to cut the tension a little bit, but the the creepy scenes you saw, like especially with like the kid who's like crawling around on the floor, yep. and it it's going to be. I think it's going to be deep too, because the whole like premise is like it's us, you know, like we're we're the monsters. Yep. Like what? Looking back at yourself. What's going to be the get out reveal of yeah. this? What's you know? the what's the big What's the twist to this? Right. What's the, what's going to be that Jordan Peele twist? And is it is he going to make his? Is he going to is going to take was was Get Out just this flash in the pan, you know, thing like once in a lifetime deal, or is he the real deal? And can he be legitimately a you know like frightening fellow? You know. And it, I mean, is this is this going to be where he carves out his niche? Is he going to be the horror kind of guy or I hope not. I hope he just continues to walk both because horror and comedy are there. They go together. So they well. do, they really go to what together. Well, so it doesn't, it shouldn't shock me that somebody who's such a funny guy can also be dark and have a, a dark, like an ominous side to him as well. And it's, it's you don't see it usually. No. He's, he's very conscientious in what he's doing. You know, especially, I mean, you know, again, having not seen get out, but I think we should go see this when it comes out. Yeah, I'm down. I'm totally I think we should down. go see this. And then, you know, based on this, maybe you'll actually go see Get Out. Uh, maybe Even I'll... though you know it's going to happen. It's still, it's still good. It's still good. The performances are wonderful, man. They're really good. Look, Keith Stanfield is in that, isn't he? He's the, the kid from uh, Sorry to Bother You. He plays the one guy that's is he? there. I thought he was in. I know Bradley Whitford's in it. He, Bradley he plays the Catherine dad. Theater. And uh, uh, the the mom, she's also like Catherine Keener. Yeah, she's 
she was in Forty Year Old Version, right? She yep. was, yeah. So they're, they're really good. That it's it's Being man, everybody is creepy as hell. Yeah. Except for like the one, there's one comedic uh, character, and he pops in and out, and you know he does his job, he cuts the tension, and then you know you back to the craziness. Like it's good, like it really is good. And I'm, I'm not telling any of you guys this that you haven't heard. I mean, it was nom- it, it won an award for it I think won an award a screenplay, major, right? I think so. Yeah, so a major award. It won a major award. A major award. Statue. Mind powers. <laughs> and with that, that's our. 10 most uh, anticipated movies from March to May. A lot of a lot of front-loaded and back-loaded. Yep. Not a lot of April. Was did I was I the only one that mentioned an April movie? Pet Cemetery? We shared that one. We shared that one, yeah. This is our number, both of our number 4s. Both of our number 4s. Um do you have any honorable mentions like that just barely missed the list? Um, um the one the one for me that uh it's it made its way out of the list mm-hmm. mostly because it was moved to an August release was the Informer, so I'll just mm. I'll tease that one. I'm not going to talk about it at all because I'll save it because when it comes out in August, I'm sure it'll make my list. Yeah, uh, Joel Kinnaman. Looking forward to that one. You love that guy. I love Joel Kinnaman. He's he's an interesting guy. He's in that Keanu Reeves cloth. Yeah, he's kind of a he's he's a cool guy. He is a and uh, can deliver like a, a line I pretty love well. Him as RoboCop. I wish that that would have taken off better because I, I he forgot was great, he was RoboCop. He was a great RoboCop. Um, the show was on Netflix was good. Ultra Carbon. They're yeah. starting season two, but I don't think he's going to be in season two, mm. which is unfortunate. Probably not going to be as interesting then. Yeah. Um, um, I I had a horror movie that nearly made my list, uh, and I don't even know how to from, from pronouncing this right, but it's The Curse of La La Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, produced by James Wan. James Wan. It's in the James Wanaverse. It, it looks good. It does. It looks really creepy. There in the trailer, if you should watch it, there's a really creepy scene where uh, the kids, the kids in the were in the, the car, and and then the entity was trying to get in the car. And it's I think set in Toying the 80s. It looks 80s. Yeah. yeah. So and they and they got those like pop lock yeah. kind of you know like it it's it's a really effective scare. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the only scary thing in the movie, and they just showed it to you. Yeah. Because I mean movies are guilty of doing that sometimes. Yes, they are. Uh, so I've in Dumbo, Dumbo, Dumbo is really growing on me. I, I like the um, Michael Keaton uh, uh, and you got Danny DeVito. It's kind of got that like Batman Returns kind of. Re- I still get a little bit excited for a Tim Burton movie, he, a little bit. He's I mean because with Tim Burton you know what you're gonna get, and it's it's not overtly predictable it's mm. predictable in a comfortable way yeah but he's he he brings a, a nuance to it every time that's i mean because even with the claymation stuff he's done you're like okay this if you looked at him just from the surface you say well this is just the same movie like, no there's he's he's a i mean he's got a very particular way of st- telling a story but he does it i mean like i was i was Concerned because Dumbo is a really emotional story. Yeah, and he's not necessarily that's not something that's usually in sync. Good with point, him. man. Good point. Um, but it like from the from the trailers. I mean, like I remember. I think it was when it, the second trailer came out. I was watching. It was like this. Even just this trailer, when when you have those scenes where you're seeing Dumbo and his mom being taken away, yeah. like it really hit that emotional note hard. It was like. Because I think I think actually when I saw that because my mom was kind of excited about it I texted my mom I was like all right I think I'm on board for Dumbo now I think the secret weapon too is going to be Colin Farrell yeah um, he he seems to be in that kind of mode that he was in with the uh, Saving Mr Banks yep which man he he was breaking my heart in that movie yep. 
that was that was coming to Netflix in March. Is that right? Yep. Same. Good movie if you yep. haven't seen it. It's, it's you know it's a sad one. <laughs> it's it can make you cry. Yes. Uh, so I, I think he could be the secret weapon. You know, you either like the Tim Burton aesthetic or you don't. No. I happen to be a big fan of it. I've always been a fan of it uh, from Pee Wee on. He's been doing it a while. And he's been doing it a while, and he's, he's pretty consistent. He's built a solid career around it. <laughs> yeah. So if the story, and, and that's the other, my only other problem is like, I was never a particularly a big Dumbo fan growing up. It's it's always kind of been one of my, and maybe it's because of the emotional mother, separated mm-hmm. from his mother, you know, like, damn it, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't know, but I think there's enough there that if I had an honorable six, it probably would have been my sixth, and I might go see it. I'm the the one part about it that I'm really curious, especially from a Tim Burton perspective, because it's such an iconic part of the original movie is the parade, the pink elephants on parade, that whole. Because I mean, how are they going to do that? Well, Tim Burton could do it in the original Dumbo. Like I remember as a kid watching that movie. And that part of it was, uh, I wouldn't necessarily categorize it as a scary, but it was, it was, uh, it was definitively tense. Yeah. It, like the rest of the movie was, was more lighthearted. Even when it was emotional, it was still lighthearted. But it, like when you got to the parade of pink, or the pink elephants on parade, that whole song, the whole montage. So thinking about how like Tim Burton jumping into that and putting a Tim Burton spin on it, you know, yeah. Would be, I feel like it'll be the if he does it right, just the right amount of creepy kind of built around this really emotional story. And I think if he does, hopefully, it right, he doesn't go too far with it. I, I think if he, I think if he's <laughs> Cause tempered he could. just enough, because I don't, I mean, has he, I don't, has he ever done something with Disney before? Oh, like, uh, well, yeah, a Frank and Weenie. I oh, mean, he yeah, was, right. he's a Disney guy, like he was part of the uh, John Lasseter group that okay. came up through Disney, so he is a Disney guy. So, but you wouldn't think that necessarily. But I, he is. I a was, yeah, guy. it didn't even really dawn on me um, yeah. with the majority. He, he was of one stuff. of the uh, like right when Don Bluth was leaving the studio. He okay. was one of those guys that came in with Disney. So okay. he got his start through Disney. It'll it'll be it'll be interesting because Disney has a very purposeful aesthetic in what they do now. So, because that was one of the things when I was like, "Oh, is Tim Burton doing one of these?" Like, yeah. When when Disney's like, "Hey, let's take every animated we move animated movie we've ever made." I don't like and, it. And let's do them live action. Just like, keep making. They had a lot of good momentum going with movies like Zootopia and stuff. That was like, a why? Great movie. It really was. Great it was story. Best great movies acting. of the year. It was fantastic. And now they're just leaning in on me. And there's like two or three there's of these movies coming, coming out the, this year. You got yeah. the Lion King, Aladdin, and Dumbo, all like within a couple months of one another. It's weird. It's weird. Dumbo will, I think, do okay. I think the lion out of the three of them, I think the lion, lion king, king, lion king will do will the best. be a legitimate blockbuster. I think. And lion, I mean, like the Jungle Book was was done well. Uh, John, I Favreau have faith did. in John Favreau. Yeah, I, and I thought the trailer nailed it. Yeah. So I I do think the uh, Lion King will give Disney that you know like whoa we got to keep making these because yeah. it's going to be a big hit. Uh, I I think Aladdin's going to just tank. It's just going to tank. You know, that trailer when they revealed Will Smith, and I like Will Smith, That that's the last movie to get more dislikes than likes. Uh, the last movie was the Ghostbusters movie. So there's already not necessarily hating the movie for the same reasons that people hated the Ghostbusters movie, thank God. But um, there, there's already a lot of hate going into this movie. There's, there's people want, rooting against this movie. I don't know, and I don't know if it's because of the respect for John uh, 
uh, Robin Williams? Robin, I, I don't know. A, a, that could be something to do with it. People just like, don't do this. That's Robin Williams's role. I, I mean, like, because uh, Aladdin may be one of, if not my favorite animated movie oh that Disney God. ever did. Disney I, was on such a roll. I love that movie. And it's yeah. one of those, like, it, to me, it's like, I, I mean, I don't know any of the actors that they've cast in the, the major roles. It yeah. seemed like they didn't really cast Jafar as a very creepy guy. He, yeah. Everyone's talking about how hot Jafar is. So it's like, okay, you're, it, it's just, it's one of those That's visually you're setting weird tones here. Like, you know, I, the, I, I just don't know. Aladdin what, deserves better than what they're really, giving it. And it, I mean, it's one of those from like, you know, it, I mean, they have a lot of animated movies that they could do. Yeah. And I don't, I just, I mean, like, it was one of those, I'm like, from the onset, I don't, I don't get up on that high horse very often, but Robin Williams yeah. is one of those guys for me. It's like, he, to, for anybody to try and jump in, it's not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those, I'm like, you know, and it's I, just too iconic. And yeah. Robin Williams is one of a kind. And as, that's I the mean, problem. And no really, one's like him. When, when you think about the animated movies, like, he was a big part of why that was so good. Now, the songs are very good, and if they nail the songs, maybe it'll find some fans. But I don't have a lot of faith that they will. I um, but going back to Dumbo, hopefully no racist crows. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope the crows are a little bit more woke. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so uh, we're moving into our final segment, which yes. is going to be a short one, because all yes. we're really doing is setting up the first segment from the, fu- the next show. And uh, so it's time for Rad Dads. Rad Dads. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I went first the last time. Why don't you go ahead and go first? What right. What movie are you planning on showing the kids uh, in in the Rad Dad format? Uh, I came came down to two, and I was um, I had um, Tucker had his day off on Friday, so he was with me when I was working from home, mm-hmm. and I was going to show him the two trailers and just see which one piqued his interest mm, more. Interesting. Um, just to get a little bit of a feel for it. Yeah. I, I Give him some agency. Yeah. yeah. I showed him, um, when I, cause I went to the first movie, um, back to the future was, oh, was one of my two. God, and I, I, I go to the trailer for it and I pull up the trailer and I play yep. it. Yep. And on voodoo, the trailer that was attached to it is really just like a very, it was like, I don't know if it was a teaser trailer. Doesn't show you like really anything from the movie. It's just kind of like all these shots of like mm-hmm. you're watching Marty McFly walking. You see the car door open. You see the lights and the. So it's a trailer they're already banking, and yeah. you've seen the movie. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it they're really, not trying to sell it to it you. Didn't give him anything to go off. The other one I was going to show him was Kazam, and Kazam I'll just keep <laughs> I'll keep in my back pocket for a later Red Dads because. Shaquille O'Neal is a staple in my home. Oh, Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest actors of our... One of the greatest actors. One of the greatest basketball players turned actors. Ever. One of the greatest human beings that ever existed. You can't dispute that. can't dispute that. I do love Shaquille O'Neal. He's a good guy. He's great. So I'm 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 leaning into um, Back to the Future. What won me over was, I was telling you earlier, the the Power of Love cover that (gasps) Newfound Glory did. I've listened to it a thousand times. I, so, I did not know that that was Newfound Glory's thing. They're covering uh, songs from movies. Covering songs from movies. Perfect marriage of pop punk and soundtracks that that settled well with me. So I said, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna look for that and give that a listen." It's a, the first. The uh, power of loves out now. I've listened to it. Like, it's what like a great that. song to go with that movie too. Oh, Huey fantastic. Lewis was all over. It was just dripping he with Huey a, Lewis. He had a cameo in the movie. and It was great. He did. What? He had, he had a, Huey Lewis has a cameo in, in uh, Back to the Future. I didn't know that, and I've yep. seen that movie a million times. Which part? The, it's towards the beginning, I believe, and I think he just plays like a teacher, like telling kids to you know get to class or something like Amazing. that. Amazing. So Amazing. I'll, I'll, 
I, I'm of the opinion that Back to the Future is one of the few perfect movies out there. I mean, there's you know, no such thing as a perfect movie, but it, it hits every beat perfectly. For me, I love Michael J. Fox. It's the best thing he's ever been in. Think if we had just had Eric Stoltz. That you would have been like, oh, it's Eric Stoltz. I, you know what? I, it might have been okay. Eric Stoltz is okay, but he's, you know. He's no Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Just, he is Marty McFly. He's Marty McFly. Okay, uh, so for my pick for Rad Dads, this is a movie that I've been waiting and waiting for the right moment. When's when are my kids going to be ripe for this? One of my all time favorite movies. When I when I saw this movie, and I didn't see it when it first came out, I was probably a little too young for it, which is probably why I was a little bit cautious uh, to show my kids it because I want them to love it, and I think anyone you show it to is going to love it. It's just too good of a movie. But I, I waited and waited, and I think now's the right time to show them Raiders of the Lost Ark. I thought you were going to Time Cop. <laughs> Maybe another time. Right. Maybe another time. Because the kids need to see a mulleted, uh, splits-loving Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme. Van Damme. Ah, those buns. <laughs> pound for pound, dollar for dollar. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's great movie. It's right up there with Back to the Future. I mean, we're really like hitting some big ones. You know, last time we did Beetlejuice yep. and and Space Jam. Yep. Classics in their own right. But Raiders of the Lost Ark and Back to the Future, Those they're are just treasures, like, not just from the 80s, of all, of all, all cinema. Time. That's, yeah, those are big ones. I'm actually I'm actually envious of of Logan and and and, Al, and Allison too. I'm envious of them seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time because it it's one of those movies that made me fall in love with movies. Yeah, bar none. Just one of those iconic movies from when you're a kid. It's just like everything about this is fun. Everything about this is good. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll we'll get their reactions. Uh, I I'll, I'll I'll be heartbroken if they don't love it. <laughs> I will be heartbroken. You can always disown them. It's fine. I could start over. Yeah. I could just start over. Find some other kids. But, you know, like your kids, they they see the enthusiasm in your face. Yeah. And I I can't help but beam when I'm watching that movie. So, I mean, it's Indiana Jones, man. It's Harrison freaking Ford. It's indie. It's indie. So I'm looking forward to uh, showing that to them. And then hopefully they'll love it. We can... Watch, you know, the second and third one, maybe go to the fourth one. I don't know. <laughs> Which made, by the way, our one of our, uh, one of our, was that our first show? Or our second? Second. Second show, disappointing sequels. Yes. Or shitty sequels is what shitty I was trying sequels. to call it. <laughs> anyway, so Raiders of the Lost Ark. Shia LaBeouf. Show your kids these movies. See how they yes. like them so you can experience the joy with us. Make sure your kids are as cool as our kids. Yeah, they got to make sure they're cool. If your kids are one of those, like, you know, if you have loser kids, sorry. <laughs> Just in general, and it's your fault. You, you know, know, you got loser kids. You should have done better. It's like, oh damn it! I I wasted my life on these loser kids. I know we make it look easy, but yeah, we put a lot of work into it. We do, we do. It's what we do. All right. Well, that's been our episode. Um, anything you'd like to add in closing? Uh, no. Uh, that's it. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Maybe in a month, maybe in two weeks, but we will get there. Freeze frame. I've waited for this year, how about you? It's nothing like back to the future, too. Am I crazy? Have I lost it? Even though it's just a movie, can't help it. Won't be broke.
where we're going.